Just shout whenever, and I'll be there. Uh huh. You are my lover. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the words? Be a part. Are, are we, we an item? Yup. Girl, quit playing. <laughs> what are you saying? And then another one right in my eyes. My first love from all my pencil's not working. I was like, baby, baby, baby. And that's the intro. Except the copyright. Oh, except copyright. And the intro plays. Not yet, because that was copyrighted. Big titty bitch sit on my face. And the intro plays now. <laughs> It's weird seeing you from this angle. Yeah, I don't... I have to, like... <laughs> Hello, how are you? Hi. How are you, Erin? I'm fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, we probably should have said that we haven't... <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I am here, the, the famous Erin. Y'all remember how we said we had something special for episode 10? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> now you figured out what that special thing was. It's Miss... Oh, redacted. <laughs> <laughs> trying to act <laughs> i have to beep her last name out of everything my sweet. last name is beep erin beep. beep but yeah we have a, a guest we're gonna tell erin some ghost stories today instead of just each other Ooh. make it a little bit make it fun but before we get to all that how are you i'm doing good we were just here and mm-hmm. i left this morning and came back yeah i have to leave again early in the morning which sucks. So that's gonna be weird. And we did just spend the last hour trying to figure out a a tech problem. We unfortunately. Got it done, this episode is dedicated to Troy. Yes. For showing up to fix our microphones. A cool at man. 10 at night. Literally. God's gift to microphones. Thank you, Troy. Thank you, Troy. <laughs> Are you okay, Aaron? Yes. <laughs> yes. How do you feel? finally being here i feel great this building is very scary it is it's terrifying i don't want to have to go to the bathroom again have we mentioned the closet in the bathroom on the podcast yet we might have in the first you did few. yes okay well aaron saw detail. it today i got more from the snapchat than the podcast about uh, the bathroom so. yeah um, it was a lot on snapchat it's a single dimly lit closet with a desk inside in the bathroom and adam has to duck to get in yeah Man's yeah. is tall, though. So. But, and the doors in there are short. The bathroom doors. <laughs> like, the bathroom is just short. It's just so all around. Like, this is such an old building. It It's about to be torn down. Really? Yeah. Why? Um. So they're budgeting, like, a huge new communications building. But, yeah, it's about to be torn down. Episode 10, baby. Yeah, we didn't say anything. Oh, yeah, we probably, this is the Morbid and the Mundane, not the Morbid podcast. We made this joke already. I know, but I want to make it again. Okay. Aaron listens to Morbid. I was listening to them today. Whoa. Do you like them better than us? No. It's okay if you say yes. Why would I say yes? Oh, I was just curious. I wouldn't even know about them if it wasn't for y'all, oh. so there's that. Oh, yeah, we did pop your podcasting cherry. She not a virgin no more. <laughs> <laughs> They were talking about today this lady who, like, was at her – she was dead. She died. Oh. And at her funeral <laughs> – <laughs> At her funeral, she woke up 
Like, she wasn't really dead. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. I know, right? Wait, was Wait what episode was that? I kind of want to listen to it. What Pause. happened to her? It was, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Let me see. Wait, Isn't that a thing? Listen. It was episode 25, Urban Legends. Oh, okay. Yes. Was it an urban legend? I would assume. So, no, that one, there was two true cases of people waking up at their own funerals. That woman was one. I could not even try to pronounce her name. And then there was a man, I think. Yeah. And at his funeral, they only found out that he was still alive because they saw his, like. His, his chest moving? Yeah. Oh, my God. And I, I just talk that. about different urban legends. But as you can see, I'm 32, 33 minutes and 20 seconds into the episode. Nice. So, not done yet. Not done yet. I hate that, though. Like, the concept of accidentally, like, being mistaken for dead is terrifying. But like, how the fuck that happens? There's a, there's a tombstone in Ireland that says, live once, buried twice. Excuse and me, she ma'am? Was, she was, she got, like, so drunk, and they buried her alive. <gasps> and she got back up and, like, started fighting. Something, something went down. Did they think she was dead? I, she I woke up? The story. Yeah, like, something went Something went down, and she was buried twice. Like, she wasn't actually dead the first time. I love a drunk And then, bitch. like, died. I hate that, Emily. There was this thing. I don't remember where it was super common, but do you know the bells? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It used to be a thing where when you were buried, there was um, a bell like hung on a hook that was run all the way down to you in your coffin in case you were buried alive i don't like so it. so that and you could would, ring the bell and they would ring in the wind so if you like went to the mm-hmm. graveyard it just sounded like a bunch of people were pulling bells from under the ground well, well, well what if it's a windy night but you're also alive down there you suck screwed dude i'm so afraid of being buried alive that for like a good few months of my life months i will never get back I studied how to get out of a co- how to get out of a coffin. Just your baby, me, bitch. Just Eat the dirt. Me. Eat the dirt. What you're actually supposed to do? Fun fact is you're supposed to hit the spot that's by your face over and over and over again until dirt starts coming down, and you push it all down to your feet, and you keep pushing until you can get sit up, and then once you then you just swim your little way out of the dirt. But what if you're in a casket? Then you're you're fucked. Okay. Just bury me in a nice sand pit. You want sand in your lungs? I don't want dirt in my lungs. I want to be buried in a mausoleum so that I can get out. Just walk (laughs) out. Just walk the fuck out. I told told Lux. I don't want to be here anymore. I straight up told Lux, like, if I die first, you're putting me in a mausoleum in case I'm mistakenly (laughs) dead. Like... I'm so terrified of it. It's the it's like the we're, we're also in Louisiana, so the above ground exactly coffin, and so. the, fucking weird that. But I'm also like afraid of drowning, so it kind of makes sense. Um, I'm just one, afraid of being suffocated. Hundred percent. I used to. I think I've told you this before. I used to have the same nightmare over and over again about the bridge. Yeah, Do you remember mine, my recurring nightmare. Oh wait, I don't. Rem- I did not remember yours, so I won't feel bad if you don't remember. I mine. don't remember yours. Um, mine was... Oh, wait. Um, it's the thing with your, your nieces and your nephews, isn't it? No. Or your godchildren? No. A light socket would come to life. Remember? <laughs> you did not tell me this. <laughs> I, I had this conversation with someone else. Then I would fall asleep like, you know, there's a light socket next to my bed. Like that right there. Yeah, like an outlet. And see how it looks like a face? Yeah. He would literally get really big and just 
come at me. Bro. See, I thought your recurring nightmare was that your your godchildren were stolen. I mean that yeah, that's a that's a more recent one. Okay. Like as a child, that was it. I had the right there. The same dream over and over again that I was on the causeway. Um, and for some reason, I was driving, even though I couldn't drive. And I was always driving a really big car, and you were almost always in the passenger seat. And the nice. rest of the car was full of, like, my sister, my cousins, like, and a bunch of adults, like, telling me I needed to figure out how to drive. Only the causeway was missing huge chunks. No thanks. So you'd have to go up, like, ramps and shit and just, like, hope you make the jump. And it always ended um, going straight down into the water. And then I'd wake up. It was a terrifying nightmare. I don't like that at all. I don't yeah. like it. I don't think I, I feel like I've had a lot of ones that reoccur, but not one that stuck out. But yeah. I, I always get stuck in those where you think you will wake up. Dude, I get stuck all the in time. Those, what is that all, called? I don't know. I don't know. Does it have a name? Yes. Isn't that the one where you can like feel yourself? Oh, wait. That's lucid dreaming. Or oh, wait. Sleep paralysis. Are you talking about the one where you're awake but you can't move? Or are you talking about the one where you know you're dreaming and you have control over it? That's lucid dreaming. If you wake up but you can't move your body and your body is still asleep, that's sleep paralysis. That sounds terrifying. It is. And because your brain is really confused, more likely than not, you start hallucinating. You're like dreaming but you're awake. I don't like it. But yeah, I'll like wake up and think I actually woke up and start doing stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then wake up again, and then again, like, I'll get stuck in loops of them, and I remember one time I got so mad, because I kept going, like, waking back up, and I was trying to feed a fish that doesn't exist, (laughs) it was in my dorm room, and I was like, I have to feed the fish, and then I would wake up and be like, I didn't have enough time to feed the fish, (laughs) and I got so mad. Are you sure you're awake right now? No, I can't promise nothing. I mean, what if she's just... Wake up? This is all a dream. Every day. We've been trying to get you to wake up for years. Where's the fish? (laughs) Where's my fish? Adam does that thing, though, where he'll stop midway through a sentence and just go, wake up. It freaks and, me the fuck and, out every time. with the big eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just do it back because it freaks him out as much. Wake up. I like how his hair is poofing with the, with the headphones. Usually he has a ponytail on, so when he nods, we can just see the ponytail. <laughs> do you have a ponytail? He did. <laughs> I had this. Uh, it was at your house where I fell asleep, right? woke up quote unquote and told someone it had it was like a family member or something obviously now I can't place it because I was dreaming but I was telling them about this crazy dream I just had and then I woke up again and went to the same person and told them about this crazy dream I just had but it was like it happened over and over and over again and it every time I would tell them about the dream um they'd get more and more sus where it was like, what? What are you talking about? You you weren't dreaming. It was like a reset button. Oh whoa! It was super fucked up, and I woke up really scared. Yeah. Word. I just woke up mad for my my that one because like, where is the fish? I know I already told you guys, but now I have to tell Aaron that okay. last night or two nights ago I had a dream okay. that Errol took all of the doors off the hinges <laughs> because he needed the screws. And what? I woke up so unreasonably angry. Like, it was a dream. Why did he need the screws? I don't know. 
I want him to do it now. I told him I went to his room and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fucking do it now because he, it, but it was like all of the doors on the house. It was the front door, the bathroom door, every, like every single door screws. in the house, the laundry room doors, which are the closet looking thing. <laughs> yeah, there's different hinges. It was just everything. And every time I tried to open a door, they'd fall over because they weren't on their hinges. I got so mad at him. <laughs> Your brain is so interesting. It's a torture chamber. <laughs> Are you texting Louise? No, I'm on Snapchat posting this video of you cuties. <laughs> but my fingers aren't working. Okay. That sucks. What else has happened? How are you, Aaron? I'm great. You're engaged now. I am. We went and saw a wedding venue on Thursday. Do you like it? I love it. But they're not available like anytime soon. Uh, well, aren't you getting married next year? Maybe now in 2023. Oh, because of the venue. Yeah. So my brother's gone for a year in Kuwait. And the venue we like doesn't have a Saturday available until the first weekend of January. Of 2023? Mm-hmm. Yikes. And I don't want to get married like in August because it's hot as balls in Louisiana. <laughs> And that was our option is either like August or January. And then they had like November, but it was Fridays. And Friday weddings are hard, especially with his family coming from Puerto Rico. Mm. So trying to keep it on a Saturday. Saturday. You could not pay me to plan a wedding. I'm already stressed. (laughs) (laughs) You just got engaged. I know. But now I have plenty of time to like plan it and save more money for it. Well, I guess that's that's good. Silver lining. Luis is, like, super excited. He's like, yes. Cool. Um, more time. <laughs> We've been telling this man to get married for forever, and now he wants to prolong it. Oh, he would get married now if he could. He was like, wait, do you mean this January? Let's do it. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> First of all, that's way too soon. I might lose my hair. Second of all, my brother would still be in Kuwait, which I guess he doesn't need to be there. But, like, but yeah, if you want him to be, you know. I'd like a wedding gift from him. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bitch. It's in the blood. It's <laughs> in my blood. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Who was that? The ghost. The one hiding under the table. Don't say shit like that. Last night, because we recorded, we're recording out of order. So we recorded episode 11? Yesterday. Yesterday. Emily's story. I was looking in the windows and shit, like, oh waiting God, for something to jump out. If I see someone in that window, like, the little door window, I will probably start crying. Oh, yeah. Word. Like, I, I'm not kidding. These windows specifically, every time we're recording, like, I have to edit out sections of me, like, what was that? <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> silence. There was one time where um, we came during the day to record, and for some reason, like, right in this general area, we heard tapping. And it's never like, come back. It's never come back, but I was fully convinced that a rat was fucking Playing beatboxing. Oh, wait. I, yeah, I was listening yeah. to that. said that rat is very rhythmic. No, I had to cut out, like, I left some of it in, but I had to cut out, like, minutes worth of us talking about this fucking rat. Also, we, if I see a rat, I will cry. Rat or ghost. We Either one. Um, same thing. Yeah. Rat ghost. Pretty much. Ghost rat. Chuck E. Cheese. Whoa. Whoa. Word. You ever played Five Nights at Freddy's? That's what that game is. Is Ghost Chuck E. Cheese. I don't like that at all. Oh, it's. I'm not gonna lie. 
at work when when we worked together, RIP, the first Five <laughs> Nights at Freddy's t-shirt I saw, I, I, I thought it was a Toy Story character until mm-hmm. I saw the tag. And I was like, wait, that's familiar. A Toy Story character? Yeah. Well, I guess because I had like lots seen, of hug and bear. Well, I hadn't seen Toy Story three at that point, so I was like, oh wait, is that the bear? Because I know there's a bad, like an evil bear. Lots and of then hug and bear. I asked my nephew, you know, the genius eight year old that he is, and he was like, nanny, what the hell? <laughs> he didn't really say hell, but you know, it was implied. Yeah, it was all in the tone. Stupid ass nanny. I cried like a bitch at Toy Story three. Uncontrollable sobbing. It's all a Holocaust. Okay, but metaphor. Dumbo. Have oh. you seen Dumbo as an adult? I dramatic. I've watched a lot. that a scene lot. of his mom singing to him. Sobbed. Okay, but what about when they take him away from his mother? Yeah, I can't. I can't talk about it. It's a lot. Cry. My six children at say. home are going to be very sad. I can't. I don't have six kids at home. I'm sorry to lie. Have you watched Bambi as an adult when his mom yes. gets shot, Stop. straight up murked? <laughs> At least Dumbo and his mom are reunited at the end. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Have you seen so the um, the trailer for the new Cruella movie? Oh, my God. Don't, did you see don't. Did you see that they posted, uh, or the movie's going to come out on Cameron Boyce's, like, birthday? I did not. Yeah. But also, the lady yeah. who, who plays Cruella is literally the perfect specimen to play Cruella. You're right, and you should say it. Like, that movie looks really good. I just hope they don't make her a good guy. A beautiful Emma. Emma, you're beautiful. Okay, that's all. I don't think she's ever going to listen Wait, but why? What, is this, what does this have to do with, with Cameron Boyce? Was he supposed to be in the movie? He died. Yeah, I know, I'm aware. He played Cruella's son in Descendants. Oh, I n- I've never seen Descendants. Oh, you should. It's, oh, I, because, like, that was past my generation. Like, I was a high school musical kid. That was my whatever. But Lux has younger siblings, so has seen all of them. And we decided to watch them, like, all in one sitting. They're bad. Um, They're bad? I mean, like, the CGI is bad, but they're they're Disney movies. Like, they're not supposed to be good. The blonde girl that sings. Dove Cameron? Yes. Yes. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Maleficent's daughter. And also Maleficent, God bless. It's a fun movie, though. Like, I enjoyed it. It, It's very chill. It's very childish. Like, it's not meant to be taken seriously. Yeah. It was on one day in the the living room. I just sat down and watched it. I was like, yeah, it's not bad. I like the second one because that's when China Ann McLean is in it, and she's a pirate. I love her. Yeah, that one was fun. Like, like Jack Sparrow? She plays Cruella, or not Cruella, uh, Ursula's daughter. So she has, like, uh, teal dr- uh, braids, uh-huh. like, box braids in her hair. She looks super cool. And um, box braids. her henchman is Captain Hook's son. Okay. So they're, like, a vibe. Wait, so, but Cameron Boyce plays Cruella DeVille's son. Yes. Does and he have a Dalmatian? So his whole thing in the movie was that he was afraid of dogs until, like, he gets with the fairy godmother's daughter, and it's super cute and ha-ha-ha, charming, whatever, um, and he conquers his fear of dogs, and his best friend is a dog. <gasps> there was going to be another movie, but... Wait, so are, are all the kids, like, evil, like their parents? Or? Yeah. So they're all the children of villains, and they live on an island where they were, like, exiled for a while, and oh. then they get invited to come to school with all the rest of the kids. Like the good kids. Yeah, with the good kids. So they meet, like, Aurora's daughter and oh. Beauty and the Beast's da- son. Son. Yeah. And the only... The, the fairy godmother's daughter was cute. That's all I remember. Fairy godmother from which movie? Cinderella. 
So the good fairy, the godmother. Yes. I'm thinking of like Shrek fairy godmother. Oh my god, I love Shrek. <laughs> yes. We know. <laughs> <laughs> when we we had a PowerPoint night, um, I, I mean we don't really talk to those people anymore, but one of the one of the people who did um, the PowerPoint night with us, her presentation on why Shrek it was on why Shrek the Third is this. the worst movie ever made. And why it needs to be, like, ostracized from the Shrek franchise. Oh, no. Like, we played trivia. She was like, who's the bad guy from Shrek 2? And we were all like, Godmother. And she was like, you're all right. Now, who's the bad guy from Shrek 3? None of you fucking know because it was a bad movie. It's what's his name? Rumpelstiltskin's movie 4. Oh. Wow, King wow, Arthur. Wow. King Arthur is Shrek 3. Have I never seen Shrek 3? Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. I definitely was thinking Rumpelstiltskin. One is Shrek. Two is Charming and Godmother. Three, I don't even remember who the bad guy was. I just remember he's traveling with King Arthur. And four is Rumpelstiltskin when they go back in time. An annoying little prick. Humpty it was Humpty Dumpty. Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty's a hum- good guy, I thought. No, bitch gets cracked. Which movie is this? Three? Shrek 3. Googling it now. Please do it. He was also, Humpty Dumpty was also the bad guy in Puss in Boots. DreamWorks just has a, a thing for making. Man, he's just an egg. Yeah, that's what Humpty <laughs> Dumpty is. Leave him alone. How's he so evil? Wait, it's funny because the the cover literally says Shrek the Third, the best one yet. <laughs> I'm not lying. Look, I believe you. <laughs> oh, absolutely no. not. Wrong. Imagine being DreamWorks. Okay, but I don't see Humpty Dumpty anywhere. Are you Are you sure you're not remembering the Puss in Boots one with Humpty Dumpty? Well, he said Humpty Dumpty. I remember seeing Humpty Dumpty. I just don't remember what movie it was from. So it was probably Puss in Boots. Yeah. Then who's the bad guy in Shrek the Third? They show, okay, so they show the baby, which is, I mean, obviously not the bad guy, Puss in Boots, Donkey. There's a wizard with, like, a blue hat. Maybe? <laughs> and then there's a, just a baby butt with a diaper. We'll report back on this. Yeah, we will report back. We watched all of the How to Train Your Dragon movies not that long ago. And we, we need to yeah, binge like another franchise. Day. I cry every time. Let's watch all of Monster High. Dude, don't tempt did. me. I just did. It's worth it. I I've never seen Monster High in my life. I love And I heard y'all talking about the Monster High dolls on the last podcast. I love it. And I was just so confused. A, a little girl came into my place of work um, checking out, and I was checking her out over and she had a little Monster High wallet. And I was like, I don't know how to tell you that I, as a grown adult, like relate to you <laughs> on a level that no one else can. Rumpelstiltskin had his life ruined by Shrek's Princess Fiona and sought revenge on Shrek, like Prince Charming, the main antagonist of the third film. <gasps> so Prince- this says Prince Charming is the main antagonist of the third film. Wait, is Shrek the third the one that starts... With the villain number in the bar. Should I go to wikishrek.com? I think, I, <laughs> I, think, I, think I we should. need to Do know. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's a bar scene in the beginning of one of the movies, and it's all of the villains singing this number, and Charming is there. Oh. It would make sense for it to be Shrek the Third because he's not in Shrek 4. We're piecing it together. We're unlocking some deep I'm memories. leaving all of this in the final edit. <laughs> I'm glad. This is important information. I'm 99% certain that that's what it is. 
What is the plot? Justin the... Timberlake plays someone in the movie. Sorry, just imagine so I'm reading. Imagine being Justin Timberlake. Okay, so Fiona's dad falls ill. Yeah. Okay. And um, they sing that song. He dies. Shrek feels like he's not fit to be king or something. I don't know. I'm reading very fast. There's another heir who can become the new king of Far, Far Away. Author, who's Justin Timberlake. Oh. So he tries yeah, to bring king back Luther. the new king with donkey. <laughs> Let's see. Then Shrek starts to have nightmares when he's finding Arthur. Arthur, or prefers to be called Artie, is a scrawny 16-year-old. Who likes to play Dungeons and Dragons? What is this movie? I don't know. <laughs> this is a fever dream. Okay, I need like the bad guy nightmare. Like, this is who's the bad guy? I'm still not there Shrek's yet. Okay. Nightmares. Meanwhile, a revenge-lusted Prince Charming has gone to the Poison Apple, where he can encounter which is the bar, which is the bar. Hook, blah, blah, blah. Although they initially despise him, blah, blah, blah. They so join it's him. Charming. So it's Charming. Charming and the other villains invade far, far away and attack the palace. So I remember that. fuck Prince Charming. I remember that, now that you're saying it. I do remember the invasion of the palace. Or, like, kind of. Charming yeah. tries to kill Artie. Damn. But that, correct me if I'm wrong, is not the movie with the princesses, right? I don't see anything about princesses. Because I just remember, do you know that one scene of Snow White with the, ah, and then she's, ah, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Is, Is that, that Shrek 2 or 3? I just know the princesses. Man, I can't tell you. Dude, they're all one movie at this point. Shrek. That's Shrek. <laughs> Shrek. Okay, fun fact. Genji and Rumpelstiltskin is played by the same guy. Pinocchio and the Three Little Pigs are all played by the same guy. Just in case you were wondering. But in this movie, it does say that Snow White, Rapunzel, Cinderella, and oh. Sleeping Beauty are all in it. And I feel like I should say this because these are two queens. <laughs> Snow White is played by Amy Poehler, God bless. And Rapunzel is played by Maya Rudolph, God bless. Okay, so that is the movie with the princesses. Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm sold. Okay. All right, we solved it's it. It's still a bad movie. Yeah. Clearly. The worst one yet. Obviously. But... It has some good moments. I'll give it that. But it's Know How to Train Your Dragon. Or Kung Fu Panda. <gasps> Kung Fu Panda. It's a magical movie. It is a magical movie. It doesn't ever get old. Though when Uguay dies, sobs every time. Have you seen Chopkick Panda? He just scared the shit out of me. No. Adam has a bootleg version of Kung Fu Panda. And I bought it so fast. <laughs> I'm very proud of you, Adam. Well, I'm telling you, you gotta watch Tropical Panda. Or What's Up, which is a parody of the movie Up. Not a parody. Stop. Up makes me cry. And Tappy Up Toes. makes me cry. Tappy Toes is Happy Feet, but. It's a bootleg. Happy Feet. Where are they coming from? Walmart. <laughs> Walmart. The dollar store. We were at Goodwill the other day and. Oh, I can't triangulate our location. We were at a Goodwill in a place in the state of Louisiana, and we found um, some weeaboo had been there, and we found, like, VHS tapes. What is a weeaboo? Someone obsessed with Japanese culture. 
and like anime it was the way you games. looked at me okay. <laughs> the way you looked at me i'm was sorry such i just interest. need to know all the details no it was funny Thank i enjoyed you, it you're welcome it, yeah it's someone who's like way too obsessed with japanese culture but some weeaboo had obviously been there because we found like dvds of anime and also vhs tapes of love a good anime. vhs Wow, that's been around. Okay, but what kind of animes were they? So we found Any Spirited Away and, Spir- and Princess Mononoke. Okay. And then we found Full Metal Alchemist and, like, some other stuff. Wait, that's the one you were just watching. No, that's the one Luis was just watching, Full Metal Alchemist. Is he watching Full Metal Alchemist or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Brotherhood, the one that was on Netflix. Good. It literally well, they're took both them, on like, Netflix. oh, well, maybe both. What happened with that is that they made Full Metal Alchemist and then... Um, it was bad. Well, it was bad because it was based off of... a manga which is a japanese comic book it mm-hmm. was based off of the comics and then it caught up to the comics but instead of stopping um they just kept going and they just made shit up excuse me so it became really different rude. yeah so they remade it as full metal alchemist brotherhood with the manga with, okay yeah it was really funny because me and my sister were watching it at the same time but we didn't realize that we were watching different ones so when it like splits <laughs> off yeah because the, the first season or so is the same so we we're like oh you remember this happened yeah i do remember that i was like oh and this guy and she's like what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about <laughs> that no nah, he literally watched happen. them all in like two days and then tried to give me a whole plot of them one day when he was driving me to work did he tell like, you about the dead dog it's a 10 minute drive no don't talk about that that dog everyone talks about that episode i'll talk to louise i'll find him i don't want to hear it it's a fucked up episode i won't watch it lucille i want a dog so bad get one and i'm gonna name him mojito (laughs) (laughs) that's beautiful i know they're gonna get a dog named kevin oh we got our new apartment it's still right across the street from you oh okay and it's even bigger and guess what? It's not owned by Phil. We have it's not, but we have a back patio. Whoa! So we can have parties there now. Is it still a one bedroom? No, two bedroom, one and a half bath, oh. no carpet, bitch. Perfect for a nursery. Mm, not yet. It's that one John Mulaney bit. Yeah, no, I knew where it's. You're going. This is an on fire garbage can. Could be a nursery. The Did fuck? you see that Bo Burnham is coming out with a new bit, or a new stand up show? Are you talking about the BoJack Horseman? I'm very lost right now. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really funny sentence. No, Bo Burnham. Who the fuck is that? He's a comedian, but he's young. So his his whole thing was he got famous on YouTube for doing, um, like, funny songs and all this stuff. And he has two comedy specials on Netflix, but three in total. They're all really good. But his whole thing is, like, He's really introspective. So, like, his first comedy show, his backdrop was the script of the show. Oh, wait. He looks familiar. Yeah. I think Luis watches him. He's super popular. But he did another – he did a show years and years and years ago called Make Happy. And it was kind of, like, with every show, you can see him get more and more depressed. And his whole thing is that he hates entertaining because he hates having to do – he hates having to sell out, essentially. So his whole last song was that. Um, he did this whole bit about going to Chipotle and putting too much shit inside of his burrito. And it was a big-ass metaphor for his career and how he bit off more than he could chew. It's a little depressing. It's really fucked up. It reminds me of the dude you t- y'all talked about on YouTube who, who like, you could see him getting depressed in the videos. Mr. Anime. Yeah, the difference Mr. is Bo Burnham doesn't kill anyone. 
Well, that's always good. Yeah, but hold on. I want to show you the end of his. It's my favorite bit, and every time I watch it, I cry. So I might cry. And after that, he said he would never do comedy again. And he has a special coming out in seven days for the first time in a really long time. Like a like a Netflix special where there's like no nobody there? He made it himself in his bedroom over quarantine. So we have no idea so if like, it's even gonna be comedy. Well he might not even be like feel feel like he might not even feel pressured to like Right. I hope not. He directed a bunch he was in um a very promising young woman recently, which it's a really good movie, but most men hate it. <laughs> Um, it's a really good movie, but he was in that, and he also directed some stuff. So, like, he took a break. He's better, hopefully. I want to hug him. That was my senior quote, was, thank you, good night, I hope you're happy. Because that show messed me up a lot. I'm (laughs) emotional now. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's the perfect segue into the actual podcast. (laughs) We've been going for a while. Okay, um, so on that note. I have to go first. You do have to go first. Give it to me, so, baby. I asked Emily a few days ago what her vibes were to give to you, right? Because I didn't want to come in here and, like, tag team your ass with some trauma. <laughs> and she told me hers is, like, it's on the heavier side. So I was like, oh, I should balance it out. Like, I should give you something weird, right? Okay. Um, and so I picked my topic, and I got to thinking – does this topic spark joy? <laughs> Does this topic scare my satisfy my need to scare the shit out of Aaron? And the answer to both of those questions was no. Okay. So that. instead of balancing Emily's energy, I decided to match it. Oh, yes. So um, usually I give Emily some hints, so I'm going to give you both some hints. So this case is uh, – it – has inspired a slew of very famous horror movies. Um, To this day, it's described as one of the most disturbing cases of all time. Why? Uh, Because the whole thing is on video. (gasps) I hate it. Already, I hate it. Do you have any idea what I'm going to talk about? Not even a guess? What kind of video? What do you mean video? Like, they, like, live recorded this shit? Something like that. Was it the man that drove into Target? No, but that would be a great episode. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about The Exorcism of Annalise Michelle. Oh. I'm going to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up, dude. It's a lot. Um, Why is it on video? Because they recorded this shit. It's fucked up. I'm going to play some clips for you today, too. I audio, like I edit them all so they're convenient little packages I'm of so excited a demon so child. So this, this, first of all, it didn't inspire The Exorcist. Um, the Exorcist is based off of a different case of a little boy in Maryland. This case inspired The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is a very famous horror movie. I feel like I've seen that, but I'm not super it's familiar that as well. with it. It's not, it's not my favorite, but, I mean, I also knew about the real case, and the real case is real messed up. Oh, God. Okay. Let's so go. let's get into it, okay? Oh, I'm about to die. <laughs> So, um, so September of 1968, nope, hold on, <laughs> my mom was eight years old then, I like that you just did that math that fast, 
I mean, 1960 and 1968 aren't aren't too hard to. No. <laughs> now, if you would have said like 1972 and 19. Why is that different? 63. I'd be like, wait. Why is that different? Because I'm not fast with the maths. But the only difference between 1960 and 1968 is one number, and it's the eight. So she was eight years old in that year. Depending on what time of year it was. She was born in July. A cancer. Which terrifies me. (laughs) Moving on. I hate Moving on. Um, I gave you the wrong year. So some people also say Mikkel. But I say Michelle because it looks like Michelle. So Annalise Michelle is born in 1952 um, in Klingenberg, Germany, to her parents, Joseph and Anna. She's raised strictly Catholic along with her three sisters. Technically, there was four, but whatever. Um, They went to mass twice a week, sometimes even during weekdays. She's bright She's well-liked by her peers when she's young. Her family owned and operated a business. Um, Her older sister did die at the age of eight due to complications during a kidney surgery, um, which did make Annalise the oldest. But other than that, she had a completely normal childhood. No trauma. Going to church twice a week does not sound like a normal childhood. Okay, so maybe a little bit of religious trauma sprinkled in there. Okay. But she wasn't, like, abused. Well, that's good. Well, maybe by the church. Um, anyway. Anyway. She was normal for the most. She did get sick a lot. Like, she had mumps and measles before she turned five. But she recovered well. She didn't get the MMR. The what? The MMR vaccine. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, um, so September 1968, she's 16 years old, and she experienced is what we now call um, one of her episodes for the first time. So she's with her friend. She completely loses consciousness for a few minutes. And later that evening, like she wakes up, she gets back home, whatever. Later that evening, um, she feels a pressure on her chest, like something is like on top of her, pushing down. And she freaks out. She's so afraid that she wets the bed. And then she goes and tells her mom. And her mom is like, it's fine. It'll pass. Looking back on it now, it was probably sleep paralysis. But back then, they didn't really know what that was. So August of 1969, so about a year later, um, she experiences another one. Same exact thing happens. She loses consciousness. And then that night, she experiences a bout of some sort of paralysis, paralysis, stiffness, can't move her body, freaks the fuck out. This time, though, they take her to a doctor because they're like, hey, this is something's up. Something's up. It's a little strange. This doctor, um, they all, this doctor recommends her to a neuropsychologist, a neurologist. <laughs> <laughs> you were throwing words to um, Okay. A neurologist named Dr. Lucy. Um, they examined her. They even did a brain scan, but everything was fine. Um, so they thought she was having some form of seizure, but, like, her brain was fine. So they didn't really know what was going on. They didn't give her any medicine, though, because everything was fine with her brain. So she goes back to school as normal, but she she just has even more medical issues. Like, she gets pneumonia at a point. Um, she was moved to a hospital 
in January of 1970, and then a clinic for lung issues in young people. And throughout the whole thing, she becomes even more devout in her faith. Like, she starts praying more and talking more about her faith and God and all this stuff. Have you met our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Essentially. That, that is who we are talking about. Okay. <laughs> Did you just sniff the mic? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry we're holding you hostage. We're definitely running late than we thought. I'm having a grot Tim. Grot? Have you never seen the vine? No. You're a TikToker, not a viner. Yeah, I was... Oh, stupid. I was... You're like, get me out of here. You're three <laughs> years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, so over the next three years-ish, um, she'll have two more episodes. So one of these episodes was in, the se- was in 1970. She was at a psychiatric hospital at this point, and she had another seizure-like episode um, but this time they they actually give her something for it. They give her a drug to stop convulsions. But she is also reported saying that she saw devil's faces everywhere throughout the day. Her fourth episode was in 1972. And then um, an, it's an anti-seizure medication. It's called Dilantin is prescribed to her. Even though, like, there's nothing showing in her brain. Um but they were just trying to get it to stop, essentially. With each episode, um, every time she would get another EEG, she would get another brain scan, and everything would come back completely normal. There was, like, maybe one time when there was a minor abnormality, but other than that, there was nothing weird. That. So, at some point in time, she was also prescribed a medication that um, it treats various like psychosis including schizophrenia um disturbing behavior and delusions so they're just pumping this kid full of medication because they don't know what's wrong so they're trying to check all the boxes by 1973 she's suffering from severe depression and she's hallucinating a shit ton especially when she's praying so she don't like that yeah um she starts hearing voices saying that she was damned that she would rot in hell. And the she also reportedly um, kept getting very frustrated about medical intervention. Like, her whole thing was like, you're not actually doing anything. Like, I don't want you to... My problem is not medical, was her thing. She also couldn't stand the sight of uh, sacred places or holy objects. Even um, though she was super religious? Mm-hmm. So, she... I explained it a little bit later, but she goes in and out of lucidity. Like, so sometimes she's lucid and aware of what's going on, and she, in those moments, is, like, very religious, very devout, whatever, very sure of her faith. But in these episodes that she's having, she can't stand it. Okay. So, in 1973, she graduates high school. She's described by her classmates as withdrawn and very religious. And by 1973, later, um, things took a weird turn. So she starts hearing knocking sounds in her bedroom at night. And her sisters hear the same thing. So it's something. Um, But Annalise has not stopped hearing the voices. 
and her mom specifically because her mom is the more religious of her parents her mom is so freaked out constantly but specifically her mom continues to tell this one story of she walked in on annalise staring at a statue of the virgin mary and her eyes were black Mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah um annalise told a psychiatrist that during this time she felt like she was in a deep hole and had multiple thoughts of suicide like she was going through it um and there was also another incident at a shrine so she was brought um her family friend like regularly organized like pilgrimages and brought her to a shrine of the virgin mary and her escort um concluded 100 percent that she was possessed like no doubt so i'm gonna read you a thing so this is from a separate person but Fran is the person who was who took Annalise. So it says, Annalise told me, and Fran confirmed this, that she was unable to enter the shrine. She approached it with great hesitation, and then she said the soil burned like fire, and she simply could not stand it. She then walked in a shrine, walked in a wide circle around the shrine, and tried to approach it from the back. She looked at the people who were kneeling in the area surrounding the little garden, and it seemed to her that while praying, they were gnashing their teeth. She got as far as the edge of the little garden and then had to turn back. Coming from the front again, she had to avert her glance from the picture of Christ. She made it several times to the garden but could not get past it and also noted that she no longer looked at medals or pictures of saints. They sparkled so immensely that she could not stand it. What? What? (laughs) She the devil. Something like that. I really can't wait to get to the clips. Whoa, it did something on its own. <laughs> and I was very scared. Jesus, is that you? <laughs> you don't want me talking about this. Later that same year, she goes back to the neurologist, but this time she's talking about horrific visions of demons. Um, she said she, quote, felt like the devil was inside of her. And she also reportedly smelled of, like, could smell burnt feces. Just which as yeah and this smell is also cited by other people around her at various times so it wasn't just so like, her like she smells like burnt feces maybe she might need to shower also how do they know what that smells like who was burning feces you know the people in the buzzfeed video asked the exact same question <laughs> <laughs> you are shane from buzzfeed hello i am shane so at this time, Annalise's mom, who's the religious one, she's the one talking with Dr. Luthi about things she's been seeing to Annalise. And according to her, Dr. Luthi advised her to consult a member of the church. Dr. Luthi says that didn't happen. But Annalise's mom says that he told her um, to find a Jesuit. So. It's weird that it conflicts. Regardless. Like that. Right. And What's that happens a, a few more times. Um, a religious official is what it said. I don't know what that is. I'm not religious. You're a religious one. I'm not that religious. Okay. I was just raised in Catholic school. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. (laughs) (laughs) Leave a bad Yelp review. Will do. Okay. Um, Regardless of whether it's true or not, though, they did seek out a priest. So Annalise and her family, as well as, like, the community, everyone was convinced that she was possessed. So they sought out multiple priests asking for exorcisms, and they were turned away multiple times. So a lot of them were like, hey, uh, no, just take the kid to a doctor. 
Like, I don't think, no. Um, that ain't the devil. Yeah. And specifically, exorcisms, apparently, there's, you have to meet certain criteria. I didn't know this. I actually, like, heard something about that the other day. You have to get, like, like, they have, like, like a priest, and then mm-hmm. above the priest is a, a bishop. bishop. You have to get permission from the bishop. And then a pope. Like, you have to get, like, mm-hmm. all that shit approved. Well, we were talking about, um, with the conjuring that they, they had to get. It had to be approved at the Vatican because yeah. they weren't members of the church. Like, it was intense to do the exorcism. Yeah. And this, it's similar. Like, you had to get permission from the higher-ups, but also to grant an exorcism, there has like, because I also learned that there are apparently multiple kinds of exorcisms, whether a person is possessed or whether there's, like, just energy around you that's bad. It's easier to get those, to banish negative energy. But if you think a person is possessed, certain criteria have to be met before an exorcism can be granted. And she checks the boxes. I don't like it. I don't either. <laughs> but um, so it, multiple, multiple priests turn them away, right? And they give them different advice people say go to this doctor people say go to that doctor people say just pray more just people say she's probably not possessed you're fine um right <laughs> what <laughs> you're but fine they, they get everything's turned, fine they get turned away a shit ton species. right one of them though turns around and discusses discusses annalise's situation with one of his friends and this man um is named father alt and after he hears about Annalise's situation, he has this, he feels this crazy intense connection to her family. And after that, he starts getting letters from both Annalise and her mom. Um, and he couldn't even read them because he felt so nauseous. Like he felt a terrible feeling connected to this family. During mass later that night, he also uh, smelled something burning and like felt a burning sensation on his hands and got nauseous again. So he wasn't one of the ones that the the Michelle family contacted. He found out through a, an external source, but he he sticks around until the bitter end from this point. So despite all of Annalise's issues, she still goes to college. Bitch writes a thesis, okay? She's a going. Scholarly bitch. She's studying education and theology, and she wants to teach educa- uh, she wants to teach religion to little children. Um, and she has regular communications with Father Alt. She still has visions, though, and depression. And Father Alt suggests stricter religious lifestyles along with uh, regular visits to the doctor, is what he tells her to do. Pray hard and go to the doctor. So on one meeting, though, later, he declares that she didn't look epileptic and he didn't see her having any seizures. So he doesn't think she's sick. He just is also not allowed to give an exorcism. Yeah. Like he fully believed she was possessed and it's only aided because Annalise actually wrote to him, quote, I am nothing. Everything about me is vanity. What should I do? I have to improve. You pray for me. She also wrote, I want to suffer for other people, but this is so cruel. That. Excuse me? <laughs> Bitch, I can't handle my own pain. <laughs> you don't want to suffer for others? Uh, I mean, that's no. a lot. You don't want to get possessed? No, not really. 
Jesus Christ is my homie. <laughs> That's wow. the name of this episode. Shout out to to JC. <laughs> I need you to know my brain auto-corrected that to J. Cole. <laughs> I mean, also shout out to J. Cole. His new album is Chef's Kiss. I hate No, but JC, Jesus Christ. I get it now. My homie. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ is okay. my homie. Um, in November of 1973, she sees a Freudian psychiatrist. She's diagnosed as neurotic with possible epilepsy. Um, she also is told that she has epileptic patterns. And this is when they took her off of the anti-seizure medication and they put her, her on Tegretol, which is much stronger and is also supposed to help with her mood, to help the depression. So it's suppressing the seizures and also helping her mood. It's two-in-one kind of thing. Essentially. Okay. It's a three-in-one shampoo, conditioner, body wash. Love those. No. <laughs> no, never trust a man who has that in his shower. Um, late, her As this is happening, she's seeing more and more doctors. And her brain scans are, even the little abnormalities are going away. Her brain is getting more and more and more normal and healthy as time goes on. And her symptoms are getting worse. Which, something's, so weird. something's not adding up. It was around this time that Father Alt sent in his first formal request for an exorcism. He was denied, and the bishop encouraged him to be patient while still helping Annalise, is what he's told. He's told, stick around, but you can't exorcise the kid. Oh, just watch. Yeah. Just watch her be miserable so and depressed. So she's still taking her medication. She starts a prayer group at school. Like, she's still working and still doing – like, she's normal sometimes. But sometimes she just goes into these fits. But sometimes the devil's just like, hey, I'm going to take over your body. No, that. Literally. Like, sometimes she just goes into these fits of, like, screaming and all this stuff. It's a lot. Um, but – and by June of 75, she'd occasionally lose control over her body completely. She'd start throwing things at her friends. She was convinced that she was doomed to hell. She took down all of her religious pictures and occasionally told her friends to stop praying because it hurt her. Ooh. And then Father, like when Father Alt came to visit and pray with her, um, she ripped his rosary to pieces. And this is when he told her family, like, she cannot stay in school. You have to come get her. This is a lot. Yeah. Um, one day she's taking a walk with, at that time, was her boyfriend. Um, she drops to her knees. Boys weren't scared of her? No, because she'd be normal completely sometimes. <sighs> but one day on a walk, she drops to her knees and is unresponsive for 10 minutes. And when she woke up, she said that she was finally free and that she'd seen the Virgin Mary. So and, and the same thing happens again two months later. She's unresponsive, but she claims she was visited by the Virgin Mary, who said that there were so many young souls in Germany who were lost and that she could do penance for those souls to help save them. So she had three days to decide on this agreement. And in the meantime, she brought it up to her parents. She's like, hey, I had these visions, and the Virgin Mary said that I can do penance for the lost souls of Germany. What do you think I should do? Her mom was legit terrified. I was like, no, you, you absolutely cannot do this under any circumstances. So obviously, she says yes. Because what else is she going to do? Because yeah. fuck your mother. Well, probably a teenager. 
So, by July of 75, her behavior only went downhill. Uh, She hardly slept. She prayed all night. She ate spiders and flies. She even uh, once licked her own urine off of the floor. Just a taste. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, She destroyed rosaries, crucifixes, and holy images. She also exhibited strength that was, quote, close to superhuman. She threw her sister, quote, as if she was a rag doll. Oh, no. She also once squeezed an apple in one hand until, quote, fragments exploded throughout the room. She exploded an apple? And fun fact, superhuman strength is one of the criteria that have to be met in order for an exorcism to be performed. So why wasn't we getting there? So... Father Alt sends in another request, this time for a minor exorcism. This is done when it's believed that a negative force is influencing people's decisions but not necessarily possessing them. Um, It was granted, but the whole time he was performing it, uh, she moaned and groaned and told him that he was burning her. And after this, uh, there was little to no relief for her. She slept for maybe an hour a night, but barely even that. Um, she'd shout for mercy for hours at a time. She would kneel and stand over and over again. I forget what that's called. That's a thing. Genuflect? Yes, 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 yes. Um, and she school coming in clutch. And then she kept eating bugs. She really liked those bugs. And then when people tried to help her, she'd say that helping her would only force her to go through something worse. Oh, no. So uh, she also couldn't pray sometimes. She said that there was an invisible force stopping her, and when prayers were read, it felt like her hands were in a wasp's nest, is what she said. So a different priest, uh, his name is Father Rodowick, reported that he thought Annalise was possessed, and he's also an expert on exorcisms, so his opinion mattered a little bit more. So uh, all of the priests who had been around her came together, like we're gonna combine what we think about this girl and we're gonna send in one mass request for an exorcism so it's finally approved under the condition that it was totally secret okay the bishop said you can do it but total secrecy like they're gonna print it in the newspaper i don't fucking know everybody already knows right, right. the whole community thinks that's that crazy she eats bugs dude she looks pink <laughs> that- <laughs> Um, so the exorcism, the first of many, is carried out by a man named Father Renz on September 24th of 1975. So there were multiple people in the room with her, including her parents, uh, four priests, her sisters, her boyfriend, and a family friend. Before, she was completely normal. She's friendly, communicative, they're chit-chatting, having a great time. But as soon as the rights start being read, she becomes incredibly violent, Um, even like lunging at the priest. She has to be held down for them to continue. The first session lasted three and a half hours. Nope. And Father Renz allowed some of them to be recorded after the first one. And that's where I get to show you some of this. Okay, so it's all in German, but I found a video with it translated. Let me pull it up. 
It's fucking scary. Yeah, I'm scared. I just got, like, a thousand times more creeped out. Oh, you should be. Oh, no, it's I like, don't want to know what she looks like. It's just but the audio. But also, I know I'm going... Okay. It's just the audio. So, this oh, is... I know I'm going to Google it later. How old is she at this point? 1975. 1975, she was born in... You said 1953? 52. What is that? Hey, Siri. 1975 minus 1952. 1,975 minus... 23 years old, and that bitch sounds like she's 90. Mm-hmm. It's smoked for 50 years. Wait, okay, so she... <laughs> smoked for 50 years. <laughs> so she said... It's 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 Judas. So there's six of them in okay, there. Okay, so Judas is the one that betrayed Jesus. Yes. Cain is, like, the one who betrayed his brother, Cain and Abel. Yeah. Lucifer, the devil. Who else was it? So Hitler. Nero. Nero, who is that? A Roman emperor. Was he bad or something? Like, yeah. Yeah. And then Hitler. And then Hitler. So the thing with it, like, she said that she lied about the last one. Um, where is the Who list? was the last one? Hitler? last one's Lucifer. So the list she gives is I, Judas, Nero, Cain, and Hitler. That's five of us. Who is the sixth? We lied about him. Lucifer, you lied about him? Question mark. So the sixth person that she gives that she doesn't name in that clip um, is Valentin Fleischmann. He's um, a priest from the 1500s who was excommunicated from the church for literal murder. And also, like, adultery and all this other terrible shit. Love it. The thing that's fucked up about him specifically, though, is she gave really weird details about this person. Details that there's no way she could have known. Um, and that's what, that shocked Father Alt to a point. Also, Adam, I know you didn't, that was in German, You because he was looking. He did not understand that. What she said was, I have a right to be in this woman. I will carry this brat so long until she croaks this dumbass bitch. For us, there's no coming back, never for all eternity. They ask her to say her name, and she says, I, Judas, and Nero, and Cain, and Hitler, that's five of us. Who's the sixth? We lied about him. Lucifer, you lied about him. And then I also have another clip. So... Who was the other woman talking at the very end? Don't know. It could have been. There was so many other people in the room. It might have been her said. mom. Okay. Um, but she also had three sisters who were in the room. So it's one of them. We okay. just don't know who. So she'd also. So there was six people in total, supposedly, inside of her. Um, she would speak as different six people. Right. Okay. So sometimes it would be Lucifer talking. And mm -hmm. then sometimes it's Nero and whatever. So that's, I have another clip for you.
hate the noise. It's worse that the screen is black. Who's Wurzburg? What is that? It's a place in Germany. Um, unclear of who she was talking about. That she might have been talking about, like a doctor. Don't know. Um, but yeah, there are hours upon hours upon hours of these clips, right? And each of them is worse than the last. And it only gets worse with time, right? And depending on who's talking, they'll talk about different things. Weirdly enough, Lucifer's the calmest of the bunch. Huh. So if when when it's Lucifer who's fronting, it's more of like a conversation. Those are the weirdest ones because she'll talk about opinions of the church. So like at one point um, she talks about how like there's not enough people praying and that holy water needs to be brought back into the home. Like it's really weird. And then at other times she's narrow and she's screaming about how she's going to take this dumb bitch until she dies. Yeah, it's a whole lot. And I have a bunch more for you. But I'm going to, yeah. I keep getting the chills. You want to see what she looks like? Kind of, but also I might see it in my dreams tonight. So. Oh, you will. she creepy? Um, Towards the end, yeah. So this is what she looked like normally. Right? Like normal kid. Normal Cutie kid. patootie. And then this is what she looked like. This is what she looked like towards the end. Nope. No. Wow. That's an ad. <laughs> oh. Why her eyes look like that? So I'll ex- I explain more later, but she starts hurting herself at points. God. But um. Yeah. <laughs> so that is only like like I said, they didn't record the first exorcism, but they recorded many more after that. And so clearly, the first one didn't take. Yeah. Uh, something like that but so supposedly though the virgin mary could control the demons at times and during these occasions specifically um it'd be a lot like calmer like she'd have them under control but only sometimes and other times they'd be like throwing annalise against walls and shit like physically uh, yeah huh. um so Annalise also claimed that she could speak directly to the Virgin Mary. Um, and the Virgin Mary supposedly told Annalise that the Judgment Day was close and that she needed to work to save as many souls as possible. So she'd have these bouts of lucidity between exorcisms. And she'd study religious texts and specifically learning about the idea of suffering. And she came to the conclusion that God allowed these demons to enter her because suffering transformed the soul is what she thought was happening to her she believed that she had to suffer and the virgin mary told her that this would end come october and that and the demons confirmed it they said yes october is the end so october 31st comes and one by one each of the six demons are exercised and at first it seems like she's fine that she'd recovered 
but then she starts growling and screaming and a new identity comes forth one that they hadn't met before and from that point on the rest of this session which went until about four in the morning or something crazy is trying to exercise this new demon um throughout november and december she keeps working on her fucking thesis like a goddess while she's being possessed lucifer possessed me a while ago but i got i got business that and and it sucks because like so because of whatever this new identity we still don't even know she didn't it it wasn't named because this new identity couldn't be exercised the rest of them came back but the thing is they said that they did not want to be there anymore told told people they were like tied to it Mm -hmm. they were stuck and supposedly they couldn't stand it anymore but they were being forced to stay in her body one drunk bitch that doesn't want to leave the bar what an excellent analogy actually yes and you never know their name either and yeah okay um but from february onwards the demons even stopped talking during sessions she would just scream the whole time and by march she was becoming really messed up physically too she wouldn't eat and she also said that she wanted no medical attention the only thing that could help her was prayer so um she told father alt though may and june would be really tough but july would bring resolution so may comes right it's the worst yet she'll bang her head against the wall for hours at a time um she'd also bite herself and others and she ran through a glass door which caused her uh, left eye to be swollen shut and then it got to the point where she had to be tied up so that she couldn't hurt anyone or herself and probably the most dangerous though she refused to eat and specifically she said that she was quote not being permitted to eat even when she was lucid Mm -hmm. she wasn't allowed to eat period um, she weighed under 80 pounds, um, but she showed weird amounts of strength whenever anyone tried to restrain her. So she's in her 20s, 80 pounds, but can still fight against multiple fully grown men, take, like tying her down to exercise her. Um, she kept insisting, though, that this would be over in July and that medical help was not necessary. So a month later, June of 76, Her whole face was sunken in, and she'd refused doctor's visits, even though she had crazy high fever. Later, June 30th, she has another exorcism. Um, All she said during this one was, please, absolution. And then she asked her mom to stay with her afterwards because uh, she said, quote, please, I'm afraid. So uh, in the early hours of July 1st, she was found dead. But July was resolute july was resolution found where in her room where was her mommy don't know (sighs) all we know is that in like barely july 1st like she died in between the last exorcism in the early early mornings of july 1st she died of starvation at 24 years old and at that point she'd had 67 exorcisms and when they found her she weighed 68 pounds whoa oh my god yeah but one of the reasons that this case is so famous, besides the, the tapes, obviously, there's m- hundreds of them, 
is that this case went to court. Against who? Her parents. They thought her parents were doing something to her? So Annalise's parents and the two priests were accused of negligent homicide. For letting her starve? So the case went to trial in 1978, and I'm going to give you the two sides, okay? So the defense formally submitted all of the tapes as evidence um they also had multiple eyewitness testimonies and they were still arguing that she was completely possessed and that these tapes proved it um but the court never really took the possession seriously um non-religiously though their argument was that annalise had been allowed to deny medical treatment it was her right as a person to say that she she didn't want to be treated exactly she's an adult so the treatments that she could have been given at the time, just to put it into perspective, um, would have been tranquilizing her or force feeding her or even electroshock therapy. So she had the right to say no to those things. So a family friend testified um, that a few months before Annalise's death, Annalise had begged on her knees not to suggest medical attention. So she was begging her family friend, do not suggest medical attention to these people. Also worth noting that towards the end, Um, Father Alt did actually seek out medical attention. He had a friend, Dr. Richard Roth, uh, visit Annalise on May 10th, so about a month or two months before her death. Um, But this doctor is quoted saying he did it out of, quote, scientific curiosity, not as a physician. So this guy's a fucking asshole, in short. And during during his visit, he said, that Annalise had no external injuries, and he also said, um, he also allegedly, he denies this, allegedly said that there are no injections against the devil, is what he's quoted saying. Father Renz um, said something different, though. So two conflicting stories on the defense. Mm -hmm. He said that Annalise had multiple bruises, um, swollen cheeks, and black eyes from self-injury, and there's pictures of it. Yeah, in May. Yeah. When he visited. Well, the other, so the father has been, well, yes, the doctor. When, when the doctor had visited and the doctor was lying, is what he's saying. Father Renz had been there the whole time. Ass. Yeah, because he said he did it out of curiosity. And yeah. what the fuck kind of person? Well, anyway. at that point, he's not a credible doctor, so why are they even fucking listening to him? Uh, regardless, her autopsy said she had a healthy brain and no damage to cause any epileptic seizures, um, not even on a microscopic level. Wow. What the fuck? So other weird things to note um, is that her pupils were weirdly dilated, and there were no ulcers on her body, which are frequently found in victims of starvation. But she had none. Um, the court also didn't really take these things into account, though. They didn't really care. She pushed it to the side. The prosecution argued that she had epilepsy and psychosis. They said that... The parents and the priests were liable because they failed to act. So they said they could have saved Annalise's life, and instead of doing that, they continued with, like, a, a false exorcism deal. They tore down the idea that she was possessed completely. The prosecution also ripped apart the credibility of Father Alt. Um, they had two experts brought on that said Father Alt showed signs of schizophrenia, Oh, shit. Oh, no. And it's important to note, um, though, that he wasn't the priest who was performing the actual exorcism. That right. was Father Renz. Right. 
he was just the one who was like with Annalise most of the time. It's also important to note that the reason they're saying he has signs of, ex- of schizophrenia are because of the supposed like religious things he was feeling, like the burning on his hands, the okay. auditory hallucinations okay. um, related to Annalise. The prosecution also had something to say about her medication. So according to them, the medication was successful in, in stopping the seizures. They argued that the suppression of the seizures turned into, quote, a delusional psychosis associated with epilepsy. So they argued that because the seizures were being suppressed, it turned into psychosis. It was like a buildup. Yeah, exactly. So they argued that the exorcisms played into her fantasy and made the psychosis worse, which is why she only got worse even as her brain was getting better. And to add to that, um, the that that's why between exorcisms she would have like bouts of normal behavior because when you weren't playing into it she was getting better oh Mm. wow the problem with this is that her visions predate the medical suppression so she was seeing demons and stuff before she was put on the medication in the first place but if that was always kind of in the back of her head it would make sense that that would be what the psychosis morphed into yeah um because she was very religious In the end, the court ruled in favor of the prosecution. Um, They sentenced all four, the parents and two priests, to six months of jail time. The priests also had a three-year suspension, and they all had to pay for all of the court costs. Um, The court ruled that Annalise was unable to make decisions for herself and should have been forced to submit to medical care because she had psychosis. Oh. Yeah. But that's the the exorcism of Annalise Michelle. You want to hear some more creepy shit? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Emily goes, yeah. Like more recording? Yeah. You want to hear some? You don't have to say yes. I do. Okay. But I do. I don't, but I do. No, it's fucked up. I'm sweating. That's a crazy story. I... So this is the one I... Wait, okay. So they played some of these in court. Yeah. Did they think she was just fucking role playing? Like, I don't... So psychosis is like... You legitimately believe everything you're doing. Right? So, like, I don't know how to explain it. Help me. Would it make sense that she had psychosis? Like, Yeah. So yeah. they were arguing that she had psychosis as a result of the epileptic drugs. So okay. there's, like, a lot of different, like, offshoots of psychosis, but it's, like, you stuff falls in a way that makes you fully believe it. So, like, uh, there's... Have you ever seen so a beautiful like delusion? mind? Yeah, you fully believe something that yeah. is completely unrealistic, but, like, it's, like believing that like the cia is watching you or like it can be like very that. conspiracy theory like or like people you know were replaced by aliens okay um it, it's a lot of like you fully believe something and anything that can be seen as evidence you take as hard evidence so like i i could see the like playing into it she's yeah. gonna believe that yeah. and, and just yeah. build it stronger the the thing that gets me is like cool like it makes sense medically to me they and those people should have been in jail like this is a terrible case of in my eyes like child neglect right like yeah. i know damn well if i was 80 pounds at the age of 23 my that, mom would be shoving shit down my throat but how did she know things that she should not have known you know yeah like it's I, I, you can play both sides yeah and in and i watched a lot of different videos and it was really interesting to watch because you could tell which side people were leaning on so i watched like the buzzfeed unsolved video for example really plays into the exorcism part they fully they, they 
they omit information that argues against it. Like Annalise in, went to college. They don't mention that at all. They don't mention that for months at a time she was completely fine. fine. Um, other videos I watched really downplayed the exorcism part of it and omitted the fact that she was banging her head against walls for hours at a time. So it was really interesting because, like, I took all those and mashed them together, and this is what we get, which is I'm so confused. I was about to say a big buck, but buck, buck, bit of buck of confusion. But like these, she sounds like a demon. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a 24 year old girl. No, in any way. She's talking about a rosary, by the way. The growling is so crazy. That sounds like they have an animal in the room. So the... So she was talking about the rosary that he had, and he was saying she was saying, and she kept saying it was a weapon against us. It's like they wonder why it goes on for hours. Her sisters. Mm -hmm. That's not a person, dude. Her throat had to be destroyed. Like, and they would do this for hours. That's what I'm saying. To make that noise for five minutes, I can't talk for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. What's the point of doing this for hours? But then she does stuff like that. There must be obedience to the Pope. Why? I don't yes, get it. Yeah, if you're the devil, then what the fuck do you care the Pope about? The, the pastors must preach again. From the pulpit. That was like saying preach fear, though. Preach fear yeah. that the devil exists. And I cut it down a lot, but I'm pretty sure that this is the Lucifer character. But that... Heretic. Adam, do you need an intermission? Because you can do that while we're watching... A demon. I can't even picture that person making that noise. Mm-mm. She's like sixty pounds, dude. the titles go. Oh. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. 
What abortion? I don't know. It's nonsense. Like, genuinely. And it, it's... Was she pregnant? Mm-mm. Are they, like, just saying the, the abortion of the demons from her? I guess oh, that makes okay. sense. The embryos. Oh, never mind. Well, that might be the demons. Do not reach the vision of God. I do appreciate, though, that, um... What? Heaven? Yeah. Can't say that shit word. And she can't say the word. So she's saying embryo, like aborted babies. Yeah. Since they're not baptized, like it's a Catholic belief that if you're not baptized, you go to hell when you die. Right. But she was saying that the but she's opposite saying was that true. they they go to heaven. Right. Have fun peeing. Oh, we we took an intermission. Bye. You can't go alone. Oh, and we're back. We took an intermission. We got Sour Patch Kids. And barbecue chips. And the vending machines were broken. So I didn't get a Coke. And Adam could not get water. And he's dying now. What so we got his McDonald's s- clothes? Two. We learned oh, wait, last yeah. night. It was lying, though. It, it did, was lying. It was already closed when we got there, but it was before, too. We got there at 1.30, and they were closed. So we, so we went to when, Taco Bell. We don't know when it really closes. Taco Bell doesn't have Coke. They sell Pepsi. <laughs> Canes. You go to Canes. <laughs> but um, the way I found this story was like, I I mean I knew it already. Okay. Like from I've never when I was younger. heard anything about that story before. So, a great resource to find specifically ghost stories without going on a YouTube like whole Reddit, BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed Unsolved. Like, they make, their videos are not great for content because they're, they try and make it funny. But if you can get a name, then you can, then you can, yeah. See, usually what I'll do is, like, I'll see something or hear, like, y'all will mention something or, like, I'll hear Mm -hmm. something. And I go, you know, my favorite, Wikipedia. Yeah. I love And then, like, when you scroll to the very bottom of the Wikipedia page, it'll say, like, your sources, yeah. Like, similar stories. Oh. Yeah, related topics i use wikipedia when this bitch the did the amato case i think i was in wikipedia for like three days that one that's such a good case that was one of my favorites and the one what a strong opening what's her name Catherine knight that was a one the meat curtain Blech. that fucking curtain bitch are you fucking kidding me <laughs> i wrote it down like that and i was like they're gonna hate when i say it like that so i have to I would have walked the fuck out and quit my job. Dude. And my favorite. Wait, ha- I don't know if we all got kept in, but we took a pause after I oh, said yeah. it. There was like a, a whole break in here after I hit that mark. I can't. I have more water than I thought. But my, um, I'm, I've said it a few times, but like forensic investigators, their, their history lists are real weird to me. Cause like a lot of these people, have worked on like John Bonet, JFK, the wood chipper case. Like, how have you the not wood quit? The wood chipper that fucked me up. How have you not quit your job at that point? Yeah, You've investigated be like, because those people are the real psychos. Yeah, 
psychos that got a job. You've investigated of- JFK, John Bonet, Casey Anthony. Like, at what point do you just call it quits? Yeah, you're like, I'm done. I'm done with people forever. And imagine being one of the people to, like, there was, I was watching this video the other day. It wasn't about Ted Bundy. It was about how they caught Ted Bundy. And specifically, I don't know if you know how they caught Ted Bundy, um, but through a whole series of events, they finally were able to pin him down on one murder, one, out of the hundreds he commit. And I this man, meant phys- how did they physically catch him? Oh, no. Like, so oh. he breaks out of jail. He um, steals civil- civilian clothes, hides them in the ceiling, dre- gets dressed, and walks out of prison and then goes on the run for months. And in that time, he commits a slew of more assaults, rapes, whatever. Living he gets pulled over for a traffic violation. And what really got me was the, because it was an infographics show, because I love infographics, because they're short and sweet. And he, even the infographics host was like, the cop that pulled him over had no idea that he was about to run the license of one of the most wanted fugitives in all of America. Right. Like, imagine being that guy and realizing that later that Ted Bundy was in the back of your fucking car. I would have shit my motherfucking pants. Yeah, no, you you just take him over and have no clue, and then you you watch the news later, and like, so we got Ted Bundy, and you're like, wow, cool, I'm glad they got him. And then they show his picture. And they're like, yeah, this man caught him, and you're like, that's me, (laughs) oh no. Or like, the the guy that escaped Dahmer, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, One of Dahmer's victims, yeah, he escaped. Was it one of the first ones? No. He had a hole drilled about... into his head, so he was pretty far on. Excuse me? Yeah. That's what Dahmer did. I don't know much about Jeffrey Dahmer except that he ate. I know. know so much about Jeffrey Dahmer. I never wanted to know much about Jeffrey Dahmer because I grew up with a girl who had that name. Oh. And her dad's name was just Jay. Like, Absolutely not. Jay. So I was like, I don't want to know anything about Jeffrey Dahmer because that's my friend's dad. My friend's dad is Jeffrey Dahmer. Whoa. I mean, it's not, I know, but, but like, like, trauma. Yeah. Uh, to a child, it makes sense. I think that was also the very first, like, serial killer I ever, like, knew of was Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer is one of the ones, you know, like, some people get really into, like, the JonBenet Ramsey case or whatever. I know so much about Jeffrey Dahmer, and it's all stored in my little brain, and sometimes I have to think about it, and I hate it every time. But Jeffrey Dahmer was trying to make a sex slave. So he would drill holes into people's heads and fill it full of boiling water. Why? Because he wanted what he wanted. So what he like, did, what did... Well, okay. Let me not say why. What did he expect to come of that? No fucking clue. Was he just experimenting? His goal was someone he could rape regularly without resistance. Well, then it's not rape. Exactly. But he didn't understand that. Like, he was also into, like, after death So he stuff. just wanted something to just lay He wanted a warm it. body. Yeah. He was real fucked up, but one of his victims, like, escaped and ran, like, and there was blood running down his, yeah, because Dahmer was gay. So he didn't do women? No. Not do women, but kill. He did little boys and men. But there was, like, blood running down all of, like, this guy's legs, and he ran out, and he ran into two women on on a street corner, and and he couldn't talk because there was boiling water literally in his brain, and, um, Jeffrey Dahmer... And there was also a cop there at some point, whatever, through it. Like, they called the, they were going to call the police. Um, and then Dahmer walks up and is like, sorry, my boyfriend's on drugs. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, he ran out. Like, we were in the stuff. I'm sorry he bothered you. Took him back upstairs. 
Dahmer didn't get caught until years later. Like, imagine being those people. Fuck my drag. Bitch, what the fuck? And it's like all those stories who have... I'd have been like, sir. All those people who have stories of like, I knew... Like, I talked to Ted Bundy and could have been a victim and wasn't. Right. Yeah. Like, like all those girls at the beach that mm-hmm. got away. I... It's so fucked up, dude. I want to read the book that that lady wrote about him. The one that worked with him. My friend Dahmer. Not Jeffrey Dahmer. Ted Bundy. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. That wasn't cool. There's a lot of books about Ted Bundy. Which I did not know that. It's the the lady that worked with them for years wrote a book. So not like, a stranger beside me or something like that. Was stranger that next to me? I know what you're talking about. I thought it was his girlfriend though. That I might be confused. Because Ted Bundy had a long term girlfriend and she was the one to call the cops on him. 1980, written by Anne Rule. Yeah, that was that was the ex girlfriend. That was yeah. not the woman who. Which also gets me. You're dating Ted Bundy. Yeah. And you're just not a victim. Okay, but what about the woman who had his fucking child? Also her, wasn't it? Oh, wait, no, no, no. No, this was a lady who literally, like, they got married when he was, I think, in prison. Yeah, I know what you're... And she thought he was innocent the entire time until he confessed days before his fucking death. And he has a daughter with her. And she's now, like, a grown woman. I literally was looking at her on Google today. It gets me. Her name's Rosa. He, and it, it would, he was smart. Like, someone, like, obviously you hear things about Ted Bundy, but you don't realize why he did what he did. Like, he represented himself. Yeah, we know all that. But he represented himself so that he wouldn't have to wear handcuffs in the courtroom. No, this is the one. So woman. that people this wouldn't look at him and see them. somebody who needed to be, like, who deserved punishment. Like, a psychopath. It oh, is no, the lady that worked with him, not the ex-girlfriend that wrote the book. Oh, shit. The one that I'm talking about. Cool. Was the one that worked with I him at that, that call center when he worked at the call center. I'm going to have to read that. I also have to read a – the episode hasn't been released yet, but we just talked about a book about Manson. Manson is not our next episode, Charles though. Manson. But, yeah. But we – He's crazy to me. Like, not – well, duh, he's crazy. But, like, I don't understand cults. Like, I don't mm-hmm. – I don't get it. And, like, I saw – no, I didn't see it. I heard, like, the clip of the three girls – walking down the hallway to the courtroom to, like, their murder trial shit, and they're singing songs, like, happy as fuck. And literally the next day was when they carved, like, fucking shit into their foreheads for him. How are you going to be 20 years old and doing that shit? In the the Museum of Death in New Orleans, they have a whole section on just Manson. I've never been. Let's go. Okay. I want to go. I will totally do it. And we can go to Flamingo. Oh, well... It's New Bleep. Orleans. We just said Museum of Death, which is in New Orleans. Okay, well, clearly we don't live in New Orleans. Yeah, we don't live in okay. the city. But Let me go, go, go. <laughs> 10 out of 10, would recommend red beans and rice. Nut. Okay. And their mimosas are real good. Oh, bitch. Don't get me started. <laughs> uh, let's, it's a date. Emily, have you ever been? No. We're going to go. We're going to go. Okay. Next next brunch date. <laughs> Tea? All, We're the gonna... New, all the way to New Orleans. And then we go to the Museum of Death yes. after mimosas. A little drunk. There was a, um, a cult, though, that was busted. Not busted. Of, but um, this woman said that she, they called her Mother God. It was busted, like, a, a few months ago that this happened. But she it's been around leader? for a while ago. A yes. woman? Love it. Um, they called her Mother God, and they believed that she had been alive for five millennia, but also that she was Donald Trump's daughter. And recently, um, they went into the facility and found her mummified remains and arrested everyone. 
Oh, God. Because she was dead for months and had been, like, a botched mummification done in someone's fucking backyard. Why would Donald Trump's daughter be five millennia old? I don't know. I mean, he looks five millennia Drink old. Drink the Kool-Aid, bitch. But, like, excuse me? Okay. <laughs> I can't fathom that one. That's some material for a garbage disposal episode. But what is that? We talked about how we we have all these cases that there's just not enough material on. So just like a quick little boop. So yeah. We, we each do a bunch one episode. Yes, please. Yeah. And that was going to be one of mine, but I couldn't resist. A mummy? Yeah. Right. It's in like <laughs> fucking Utah. You can do it again because it's garbage. So it's yeah, you can just, um, you can just take it out of this one. Or you, if you leave it in, just give more details next time. In Utah. What, one, which one of them mummified her? That's my fucking question. They don't know. They arrested everyone. No, they arrested a lot of people. Like, and th- specifically, they arrested her, like, successor. His He called himself Father God, which is Copycat. dumb. Copycat. Is that Donald Trump's son? I don't fucking know. All I know is that <laughs> there was he's in was jail. Like, <laughs> how many millennia was he? <laughs> like, absolutely not. Imagine. Mother God. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I can't. Nope. I don't have the stomach for mummies. Are you going to talk about a mummy today? No. How unfortunate. But what what so are you talking funny. about? A stabbing. Oh. <laughs> the just one? Days. Just one stab? Just one? I'm one person. Who stabbed a lot of people or one person who was stabbed? One person who was stabbed. Okay. More than one time, though. It wasn't one stabbing. It was a couple of stabs. Can I guess? You can, because you know what it is. Is it the Slenderman? Yep. I fucking the I, what? I, I almost did. I almost did Slenderman today, and then I almost did the uh, oh that Slenderman, one. the tall, creepy. Person. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I knew you would know what it is because they're the same age as me. Yeah. So they, this happened like as we were growing up into the same stuff. It freaked my parents out. It freaked my parents out too. It, it was a we lot. were into this at this time. We were into the same thing, Slenderman. I have goosebumps. And this this stabbing revolves around our uh, our our friend Slenderman. Is this the first time someone has guessed right? But Slenderman's yeah. fake, right? Yes. Yeah. He's one of those scary noodles. He's a creepy pasta. Yeah. So he we've talked about it before, but he originated from a Photoshop contest of paranormal images in 2009. It was on a on a forum called Something Awful. So it was just some internet competition to make a creepy picture. Is the whole where he comes from? The myth part just kind of grew quickly from the photo that won from other people making games, art, fan fiction, and other online media. So it wasn't all the same person making the myth about him where he just kind of stalks the woods and kills people. Um, Was he supposed to be a real man? He wasn't like a named guy or anything. It was just Just a thing. Think of him as like Bigfoot. But it yeah, ki- just but a creature that kind of just You exists. know how people sexualize Mothman now? No. Oh. Well, that's We're thing. on different sides of the internet. But, like, he's like a... He's an urban legend, but he's... He's taken the step over the threshold into mainstream. So, You've like... You've seen a picture of him, right? He's the... the a tall dude. Here. Slenderman? Yes, yeah. I know what Slenderman looks like. Yeah, with the... the suit and sometimes has like tentacles yes mothman i've never seen in my life oh he's got <laughs> red eyes slenderman i'm i'm familiar with what he looks like yeah like i remember being a kid and looking at that shit 
Yeah. Well, that's Mothman. There's there's so many games. So Moths themselves freaking and out. It, and he kind of became, like, the father of creepypasta culture. Yeah. He Slenderman? Kind of, yeah, he was kind of... He's a good example of what creepypasta is. It, it was just some random thing that a billion different people made so their own art about. So the myth kind of grew from a, a bunch of people, not just one central dude making right. it, except it was one dude who made the picture. Yeah. Um, he, like, adopts other creepypasta figures, though. the original photo? Oh, like, from the contest? Mm-hmm. I can look it up. It was, a sele- it was a collection of them, wasn't it? Oh, I'm not sure. I um, just the... From, if I'm remembering... I, I remember the one. From, if I'm remembering correctly, they just took a bunch... Yeah, they took a bunch of pictures of, like, um playgrounds and other like crowded places and just photoshopped him into the background so like i'm gonna try and find it but i can remember one really vividly of like a slide wait why don't i see it here let me find a better one. Oh wait this one's pointing to it so now i see it <laughs> it's kind of fun because like other famous creepypasta figures like jeff the killer and um Ben Drowned, Tiki Toby, like, they're all just kind of, like, his children. Yeah, they kind of, I talk about that a little later with Tiki Toby. Sorry, here's the other one. No, you're good. You can talk about him now. Um, That's the slide picture, so I was right. I can remember the slide. that's the one I always think of. He, his whole thing is he just wanders the woods and stalks you and then kills you if he catches you. That's good. Is the myth of him. He, uh... Like you said, he's kind of the father of creepypasta and really blew it up. And there's also a lot of spinoffs from him. Like you were talking about Tiki Toby is a Mm -hmm. proxy of Slenderman, so he kills in the name of Slenderman. Okay. So that kind of leads us into the real-life stuff. The real-life stuff. Here, this is what Tiki Toby Slenderman is is fiction. Creepypasta. Tiki Toby is scary. He's a cutie patootie. He is one of my favorite creepypastas. But he, That's he, Tiki Toby. His whole thing was he went crazy and started working for Slenderman. He yeah. was a proxy for Slenderman. Okay. Uh, Emmy our, likes him. She got a hatchet. Yeah. And she was young because she wanted to be Tiki Toby. Yeah, I had Who? a hatchet. A you? fucking hatchet. Yeah, because, fucking and you psycho. were like Jeff the Killer for Halloween. So like the next year I was like, I'm going to be Tiki Toby. <laughs> and then your mom was like, no, you can't bring <laughs> the hatchet trick or treat. Could <laughs> you imagine? Trick or treat. With a bloody ass fucking mm-hmm. hatchet. I want to stuff the killer. Yeah, with the fake bloody knives that like when yeah. you flipped upside down, it made the the fake blood. And Mel was a little sister from Bioshock. Love that was that. a Not good year for Halloween. Shout out Mel. Who was uh, Jane? Was Jane. somebody Jane the killer? Was it no. her twin sister? There was no. one year where Ashley and I went as Ash and Pikachu. Why do I remember, like, two people going Ash and as Pikachu are not scary. Melody went as um, Dr. Smiley one year for Comic-Con. Maybe I'm remembering that. I don't remember. Side note, were you Pikachu? No. I was yeah. Ash. <laughs> hate that. <laughs> Side note, were you Pikachu? The real, real stuff revolves around three girls named Morgan Geyser, Anissa Weir, and Peyton Lutner. I'm just going to refer to them by their first names, but those are their full names. On May 31st, 2014, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, or however you say it, but it's in Wisconsin somewhere. Wisconsin is not a real state. 
Exactly. The th- <laughs> <laughs> and bad stuff happens in Wisconsin. And it's all fiction. This one's not fiction. No, Wisconsin isn't real. So oh. anything that happens there is made up. Have you ever met someone from Wisconsin? No. Exactly. Because it's not real. I don't think so. Neither is Washington State <laughs> or <laughs> Montana. I forget Montana exists so much. Good. <laughs> what about New Hampshire? They can stay. Michigan is only real because of Big Time Rush. I love Michigan. Shut your damn mouth. Big Time Rush. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> the thir- the, on, on May 31st, 2014, they, the three girls went to a local park called David's Park. And this it's not like a playground park. It's mostly woods and forest. Uh, they made it way into the woods and decided to play hide and seek. Mm. During the game, Morgan and Anissa pin down Peyton. The, uh, one of them pulls out a kitchen knife with a five-inch blade, and they proceed to stab her 19 times. Why? In the name of Slenderman. They wanted to become a real-life proxy for Slenderman, like all these creepy pastas. So they thought if they like sacrificed other people to Slenderman, that he would he would be this real thing that would take them on as proxies. That was their friend. Yeah. What year did this happen? 2014. And you said they're, your, like, y'all's age? They're, yeah, they were 12, 13 when this happened, and I was 12, 13. They did yep. this as 12-year-olds. I was 14 when that happened. I remember this case. They were 12 Our parents happened. were freaked the fuck 12, out. I was 12, 13, like, right at the same age. Our parents were freaked the fuck out. We weren't allowed to, like, read Creepypasta for a while. And yeah. And we kind of just snuck back into it. And oh, yeah. And kind of were like, ah, oh, whatever. Because the internet. Yeah. You okay, kinda... but, like, don't let your 12-year-olds go to places by themselves. Yeah, or, like... Or bring a kitchen knife. Like, yeah, how the fuck you just walk out of your house <laughs> with a whole-ass kitchen knife? Yeah. My mom would I have noticed never. two seconds later. Yeah. My mom would be calling, where's the kitchen knife? <laughs> I don't see it in the dishwasher. You see, my... Is it in your friend's chest? 19 times. You're grounded. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. Two of the two of the wounds damaged major organs. What I was reading didn't say which organs. One uh, one stab hit both the liver and stomach because your liver's over your stomach. And one stab missed a major artery of the heart by less than one millimeter. She would have died if it hit that. Less she didn't die? Nope. <laughs> That's why it's just a stabbing. Yeah, it's just a stabbing. But... I kind of wish for her sake that she would have died. Think of all the pain. We get into her recovery. You're going to get stabbed 19 times in the woods? We can do that at brunch? Oh. Fuck you. I (laughs) couldn't believe that, though. The one millimeter? Less than one millimeter. Like, this much. Do you think they knew where they were stabbing, or they were just They they were were 12. Yeah. So one of them was holding her down, and the other one was... It, they, nobody knows because they were just in the woods. Yeah. They, they don't even for sure know which one of them did the stabbing, if it was both of them yeah. who pinned who, like, how it happened. You you just have to hear it from their three re- recollection of it, and one of them's being stabbed, so they can't. They don't really know which one's stabbing. The one getting stabbed is who? Morgan? Peyton. Peyton, okay. Morgan and Anissa, however you say her name, it are the two bad guys. Um... Two thirteen-year-old yeah, murderers. That they tried. They succeeded somewhat. Yeah, they no. got her to the woods after a video game character. They got her fucking shishka bobbed. Oh, hey, I you want to go play in the park so I can stab you to death? 
19 times. A millimeter from your heart. Major artery. Awesome, let's go. The two girls leave Peyton in the woods at David's bar. Obviously, they're fleeing. But they, they say, they like apologize to her and say, we're going to go get help. And then just leave. And they they were never a, going to go get help. Well, no shit. What a bunch of little bitches. Yeah, I fled. guarantee one of them, at least one of them, was a horse girl. They were creepypasta nerds, No, man. before that. They evolved. One of them was that kid at the fucking recess who pretended to be a warrior cat. A horse proxy. Now they're a Slenderman proxy. I swear to God. They're, I don't like these people. Well, I mean, obviously. Yeah, they're bad people. Uh, but despite her injuries, Peyton didn't just, like, pass out. Because if I was stabbed 19 times, I would black out. She I would a bad pray. bitch. I'd no, non-committal. She crawled to the... <laughs> I'd be dead. <laughs> Major artery. I'd see someone coming at me with a knife, and I'd die. <laughs> Heart attack? No, I'm not even kidding. Strapped dead there. I'm so scared of pain. <laughs> God. She crawled to the road, and oh. um, a, a cyclist came by and immediately called 911 and got her to the hospital. That fucking... She's a child. God bless the Imagine bicycles. Imagine being on a bike, riding through <laughs> your local park, and the bloody child comes crawling at you. Skirt! Nope. <laughs> Turn around. Erin! <laughs> she needs help. But that's gotta be, like, so traumatic. I mean, obviously it's traumatic yeah. for Peyton. Yeah. But this, whoever it was on the, the bike, too, you're just in the woods by and, yourself. And also no average person, like, unless you're a fucking doctor, no one sees those injuries on a regular basis. Yeah. I feel like doctors don't see 19 stab wounds on a regular basis. I mean, in some areas, maybe. I mean, maybe. But I doubt it. But, yeah, you're probably right. But, I mean, like... 19. Any stab wound. I've never seen someone get stabbed one time. Wait. Maybe. <laughs> I don't like that you have to think about it. I've never seen someone get stabbed 19 times. Why are you looking at me like that? She's seen stabbed. someone get stabbed, just not 19 times. It was through the hand. I don't think that counts. Through it? By yeah. someone else or an accident? By herself. Okay. Why? My mom did that. As an accident? Maybe. Okay. I'll ask her next time I'm on FaceTime. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did you mean to stab? Oh it was God. with a butterfly Remember knife. Remember when the butter knife went through your hand? Was that on accident? It was with a butterfly knife. One of the ones that... Oh, no. You know that crazy shit? Okay. I'm scared of your mom now. Next. She's cool. They were... The, we've been saying it, but they were 12 at this time, all three of them. And at school, they were report, allegedly very close friends. So they literally just asked their good friend to follow them into the woods. She would have suspected nothing. Heartbreaking. Which I, like, I hate that, but I also hate the fact that they were willing to become proxies for a fictional character. And she was like, a school bully or something. Like, why? No, they friend? went straight to stabbing their, their best friend for this, this thing they've, never dealt with or that's it's heart- not real you right. know that's heartbreaking it's so awful they're girls literally are children <laughs> girls I are think, drama i think this borders a little further past <laughs> girls are me <laughs> this is why i only have brothers <laughs> you, you, you chose i did you're the youngest yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly opted into it yeah 
That's heartbreaking, dude. Peyton was released from the hospital after seven days of treatment, and she has made a full recovery, which is pretty insane for... 19 stab wounds. Yeah, but I, I was also impressed it's a week. Yeah. I thought she would have been in the hospital for months. A bad bitch. She really came out of here swinging. Well, she probably can't move much. Probably- I don't know if she's swinging. You can like watch interviews with her. She's like just a sweet person too. That's heartbreaking. It's, of course she is. Yeah, no, she's just this sweet. I like watched one interview when this first happened. Like, like looking at the news, or probably a couple years after, because mm-hmm. she was recovered at this time. And she was talking about like how the stab wounds don't bug her much. Like she, she doesn't care that she has all these scars. And like she was volunteering at cat shelters or something. And I was like, what? This is the sweetest person on the planet. Why? <laughs> How dare y'all try to take her? You gave the cat shelters to her, though. Yeah. Wait. Uh, God gave her cat shelters. The other two, they were caught at a furniture store, or near a furniture store. They were, like, in front of it. They had walked to. It was about five miles down the road. You stab someone and then go buy a fucking futon? And get like, this. what are you doing? The knife they stabbed her with was in their backpack. The backpack, they, they didn't even try to ditch it in the woods where they were. How did they, they get caught? She told them? I the, I think, like, the parents knew. Like, who she was with or Yeah, something. so they were able to get pictures out fast. Okay. Um, that would make sense. Five yeah. miles? I don't think my 12-year-old ass could have Or, at that. the very least, like, if she was coherent, she probably was able to tell them who hurt her. And if not, they were probably also worried for the other girl's safety. Yeah, no. like oh, if could maybe they, they have didn't cleaned up that much? Like they probably look sketchy. True. I don't know if they if they didn't for drop this. a knife. There's no way they cleaned up. Yeah, they didn't even think to ditch the murder weapon. The literal murder weapon. Amateurs. They thought they got away with it. They just they are going to hang out with Slenderman. Yeah. They go buy a fucking futon. What are you doing at a furniture store? I think Slenderman that was just like on. the area where they like in the parking lot of it. I like my version better. I like that version. You go too. into an Ashley furniture home store. That's okay, Ashley's did. expensive. Where are these twelve year olds getting money? <laughs> Slenderman. Also, you Slenderman <laughs> paid them. I feel like in Ashley Bitcoin. furniture is very close to us. How many of those are there? I don't know. They're going to come find us in my dress now. Damn. I hope so. I don't live by an Ashley furniture. <laughs> <laughs> when when they were caught, Anissa was, like, extremely guilty, like, apologetic about what she, like, acknowledged what she had done was wrong. Mm-hmm. But the other one, Morgan, felt and showed no remorse or emotion. That's the one that did the stabbing. Yeah, I was like, that she did this. <laughs> she, like, pulled an... Anissa into it yeah but like Morgan was here to doing some business that's so fucked up I hate it uh Anissa pleads guilty to being accomplice or party involved in attempted second degree homicide so she like what's the difference between degrees of homicide the degrees is if it's intentional or not intentional so why is that second degree instead of first degree well like premeditated is one yeah that that's so there's three different ones there's like premeditated there's one where like you meant to do it but it was kind of like spur of the moment okay and then you the third one is like I, I guess accidental or like like out of rage kind of thing like it wasn't okay. planned you never thought about it before it just kind of happened yeah okay i can get that i was just curious why it wasn't like manslaughter or something because they literally tried to kill her yeah that's what no manslaughter is the accidental one right 
I don't know. So like if you're driving, like oh, if you're driving down the road car. in the dark and there's a dude walking on the side of the road and you accidentally hit him and he dies, that's manslaughter. Yeah. Okay. Like that's not like you that's were not really, you were literally like murder. oh ten points like let me hit this man and kill him yeah yeah not like ten man, points manslaughter's accidental okay and then you do it winds up in loss of life and then first degree murder is, is premeditated I, I, I believe say. so but there has to be proof of premeditation. And then second degree is... Not premeditated. Like, there's no proof of premeditated, but, like, you had, like, a... They know you were intending to kill them. Yeah. Okay. So you, like, okay. Okay. They were intending to... But there was no evidence of, like, the premeditation. They just know you did intend to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can Like, they probably had evidence... Like, the fact that they had a knife and brought her into the woods, like, means that, like, they were trying to kill her. It wasn't out of rage. But there wasn't, like... But there a was map no proof, of whatever they right. Yeah. There, there was, was no, no proof that they had been planning it for months. Okay, they, they don't have like the motive behind it too. It was like they know that they they had a plan to, but it wasn't some big let up thing. Okay, I can get that. And then the last one's rage, 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 fucking mm-hmm. rage. Checking us just to be sure. Yeah, fact okay. check that. I, I it's one of those. That's how it's separated. I just don't know which degree is which. Okay. Okay. Most states, first-degree murder is defined as an unlawful killing that is both willful and premeditated, meaning that it was committed after planning or waiting for the victim. So that's first-degree murder. Willful and premeditated. Yeah. Yes. So I'm guessing one of the other ones is willful but not premeditated, and one of the other ones is rage. Yeah, you didn't – just kind of happened. So, like, you wanted to do it but you didn't plan to do it, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. This episode is going to be four hours long. Yeah. I mean, you can edit. Well, I'm going to, but... Okay. Second degree murder is generally defined as intentional murder that lacks premeditation. So okay, the same cool, exact cool, thing cool. Emily said. So, yeah. Hit the nail on the head with that one. Yay. What a um, strong a guess. A genius. <laughs> no. Uh, but, yeah. So, it was attempted second degree homicide. But the jury actually, like found her not guilty because of mental disease so she it's like pleading insanity but the jury does it for you kind of thing oh okay she she pleaded guilty but the jury said no you're sick you're 13 yeah and you tried to kill your best friend over a a video game character you need help well yeah because that's also like distinguishing reality from Mm -hmm. fiction okay i can get behind that yeah so it she she didn't plead insanity the jury kind of like, nah, bitch, you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> she was sentenced to 25 years to life. Oh, shit. Three years of which had to be in locked confinement. Uh, and she was also placed in un- involuntary treatment in a mental health facility. And she's 13. Yeah, a 13-year-old. Oh, fuck. 25 uh, to life? And after release, she had to be on communal supervision until age 37. So, like, people checking in on you and, like, Whoa. under supervision... So and she like was released. on watch list, yeah. No, she she gets twenty five to, to life. To life first. So they're they're okay. the same age as me right now. They're nineteen at this point and at right now. That's so they're still crazy. serving God. sentences. Um, Morgan, the other girl, she was originally going to accept an offer, a plea offer where she would skip the trial and be just evaluated to see how long she would be locked away in a, a mental health facility. And she was the one who wasn't remorseful? Yeah. Okay. She was, like, the, the, the one who was really out here to, to mess something up. Okay. Like, from the way they, they looked at it in the, the, the case is that she was kind of the ringleader of it. Okay. Um, and she 
She originally, however, switched and pleaded guilty like Anissa did and was found guilty by reason of mental disease as well. So the so same thing? The jury kind of said for both of them. No, you're sick. Don't plead guilty. You're, you're sick. You need help. Yeah. She was... Uh, she was actually diagnosed with schizophrenia, which runs in her family. Oh. So, like, was really needed help. And that's probably why she was unremorseful of it. She really was Believed in a delusional it. state of, like, believing this was real. That's scary. And had a family history of schizophrenia to back it up. Holy so, it kind of pulled Anissa into it, who was also struggling mentally. I couldn't find anything that said she was diagnosed with anything specific, mm-hmm. but she was in, like, but you're like, and you're so impressionable therapy. at that age. That, like, yeah. And if Criminal Minds taught me anything. <laughs> There's actually two different Criminal Minds episodes based on this case. Whoa. Really? Yeah. They Hold kind the of pull, phone. they pull on different aspects of I it. I haven't finished Criminal Minds But there yet. are two Criminal Minds. So I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, in Criminal Minds, they talk all the time about how if it's, a, it's a, if it's a duo, one of them really wants to do it and the other one is just kind of like a personable along yeah. for the ride a sidekick a sidekick is a good word for it there's uh, criminal minds episodes based on this. two of them yeah sick morgan was sentenced to 40 years to life with also three years in lock confinement and under uh psychiatric care Damn. until they deemed she, she was resolved of all symptoms or until age 53 whichever came first i was like why drop her at 53 what <laughs> Imagine being in prison for like your entire... Like you become sane at age 53. And you're in prison for your entire... Imagine ad- being a 12-year-old and sitting on the stand being told, you will be in jail for the next 43 years of your life. At least. At yeah. least. That's insane. That I... It's scary. And at that point, why would you even bother releasing her? She's been in jail her entire life anyway. Yeah. And in a, a mental health Like institute. developed in prison in mm-hmm. the system. Uh, and after that, after Morgan would be released, which it was at that when her symptoms were cleared or at 53, uh, she would receive periodic reevaluations and if needed, reinstitution for the rest of her life. So oh, it would be fuck. like, I don't know if it'd be yearly or whatever, but mm-hmm. would be reevaluated every so often. Damn. Um, she was committed to the Winnebago Mental Health Institute and was the youngest patient to be committed to there as a 12-year-old. So to... Crazy. Imagine being 12 and With all these adults. Adult mentally. And that's how you grow up. You are Mm -hmm. at... Starting at 12, you grow up in jail and a mental health institution. And surrounded by adults. And not working for Slenderman. The next three years, she's in locked confinement. So she's, like, taken out of people. Until she's 15 years old. Holy shit. It's crazy. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like any of it. No. In March of this year, 2021, 19-year-old Anissa is seeking release through the court. And the court date is set for next month, July 2021, <gasps> uh, to consider her request. She wrote a lot of, like, notes to judges and mm-hmm. saying, like... Well, she was the sidekick. She was she like, she's like, it. I accept what I did, and I understand that I hurt people and that I deserve what I was sentenced. I completely admit to doing this. But, like, I, I hate my actions, but I no longer hate myself for my actions. Mm-hmm. And is under that claim. Like, is, she's come to terms with it. Yeah, yeah she's, come, she's not a danger to anyone else or herself anymore and right. has through the past years of being in the mental health institute has written yeah. a lot to to like keep tabs on it 
and is finally asking to be released. Well, it's been oh, almost 10 years. Yeah. And she, she would be going to, hers was just 25 to life. Mm-hmm. So she's about to be 20. So she's getting out earlier is what she's trying to do. Yeah. Um, Morgan, the one that had 40 to life, had, uh, they tried to have her retried as a, a juvenile, but was rejected. Why? By an appeals court in Why didn't have her retried? I, the severity of the, the case, the, what, they wouldn't do it because of how... Oh, like they tried her as an... What you're saying is they tried her as an adult originally because of the severity of the case, and they want it retried as they a, wanted, a juvenile? They didn't feel like she should go to, to jail. They felt like juvie or something. Nope. I mean, she is 13. She was she was 12, but they were like, no, it, it, that's a severe mental yeah. health thing. Yeah, like, like this, she needs to be in an adult It doesn't matter how old you are, you need th- that help. So yeah. it doesn't, it wouldn't like do anything. Like 19 stabs. Yeah. I understand both sides, though. Like, you're 13, and you're surrounded by, like, adults yeah but i guess like if you juvenile mental institutions they're not they're not there for murder they're there for like yeah they're eating like, disorders you this there no matter if you were tried as a kid mm-hmm. you still need a certain level of help that you would have to go there anyway yeah kind of thing so they didn't they just rejected the the appeal i guess that makes sense um after the event the creator of Slenderman apologized to the family and community in wisconsin Damn. he like wrote to them specifically the creepypasta wiki made a statement explaining itself i think it's on the like the front page of the wiki like it states that it's all fictional works that do not condone violence satanic rituals or murder thanks for the clarification i know i was like y'all didn't have to be that specific (laughs) but yeah um how sweet of you on june 13th 14th of 2014 the creepypasta fans and creators held a 24-hour youtube stream to raise money for peyton in the stream all the participants agreed that they were they supported peyton and in no way condoned the violence caused by the fictional violence they enjoy yeah which i was like i like how that's worded just because you enjoy fictional violence does not mean you condone anybody doing violence in the name of it yeah even if you enjoy the work still um in August, on August 12th, 2014, the governor of Wisconsin decided, like, declared, not decided, declared a day called Purple Hearts of, for Healing mm-hmm. and asked the people of Wisconsin to wear purple to honor Peyton, Aww. which I thought was so sweet. Um, there was a festival later that month on August 29th that raised over seven, 70000 for Peyton's medical treatment oh, shit. and recovery. And then, in an interview, this is just to show how sweet Peyton is. In an interview <laughs> with Peyton, she said that she would thank the other girls if she ever saw them again because it inspired her to pursue work in the medical field. Uh, She's like Peyton's literally the sweetest stop. little girl. I can't She's the same believe age she was stabbed nineteen times in the woods. What is she up to? I want to be her friend. She, but like that's that's probably why they chose Peyton is because they they were her good friends. She was and the knew, nice one. Yeah, and knew that she would just be down to do anything with him. And yeah, like was a good person and just sweet. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. There's a couple of interviews with her, and she always is just so positive. And, like, with the event is, like, never mad at anybody or mad at the situation. And it's just so, like, I'm so glad. Like, she's made a full recovery. I genuinely forgot she lived. Yeah, no. 
Like when I heard that story, I did not expect that she, you were gonna say she lived. When I, yeah, no. I just remember, cause like I remember watching something about this like pretty recently, like last year or something. But it was all about like before the stabbings, like weird things that the the parents and stuff noticed beforehand. Like mm-hmm. didn't I might be wrong, but didn't one of the girls like they were Peyton and her were close for like their whole childhood, and then the other one came in later. It was, they had all met in fourth grade, according to, oh, okay. to Peyton. But it might have been later in fourth grade. One of them came along. Right. I'm not sure. But I do, or the I trio do know came Peyton, to be in fourth grade or something. Yeah. I know Peyton said that they were they were met in fourth grade. Right. right. That's a quote from her. I just remember, and it might have been something different, and I might just be getting things confused with a different group of little girls. But for some reason, I just remember... There was, like, some weird bullying or something, wasn't there? Or one of the girls, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm speaking out of my ass. Like, I genuinely did not remember that she lived. I just remember hearing a bunch of sad stuff, and then she got stabbed. Yeah, no, they just... That's heartbreaking. They were playing hide-and-seek, which is... I'm, like, hide-and-seek is kind of a scary game. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm, I'm terrified. terrified. Exactly. I hate hide-and-seek. Have you ever played... Um, I love hide-and-seek and hate hide-and-seek at the same time. My favorite hide-and-seek is blind hide-and-seek. Have you ever played that? Well, I did once with, like, Caleb so and all fun. them. We got we got obliterated drunk. Yeah. Whenever Leslie moved into our house, and we, like, before she got furniture and shit. Mm-hmm. So just a big-ass three-bedroom house with no furniture. <laughs> and, it like, we played it, like, during the day... So when we had all the lights off inside, because you turn all the lights off inside, mm-hmm. you could still kind of see, but the person that's it, like, has something tied around yeah. the face or whatever. It's fucking hilarious when you're not it. Yeah. When you're it, oh, my God. I don't know. I played it with, a bu- like, my D&D group once, obliterated. Mm-hmm. And I got on top of on top of the cabinets that were on top of the fridge. So like I was about to say I got on top of the fridge, bitch, but you just up. I got on top of the cabinets and laid like completely flat, and I won that round. But Obviously. when I was it, they said it was really creepy because I put the I put it around my head or whatever, but I wasn't laughing. I was completely silent. I was like, I'm listening for your fucking You're breathing, bitch. I was determined to win. No one could beat my time. There you go. But it was scary. One of my friends, he he pushed the chairs into the table. And laid on top of the chairs under the table. That's smart. He was the hardest to find. Yeah. Speaking of weird games, though, do you, we played, like, Slenderman in the front yard. We would How draw does one and, play Slenderman? Like, the game. <laughs> but do you, you remember doing that, right? We would, in the game, you're you're going around in the woods trying to collect, like, Slenderman's eight pages. Eight pages. And if you collect the eight pages, he'll let you leave is, like, the whole thing of the game. Mm-hmm. So we would we would have the eight pages drawn out. And hide them. I live in the woods. So <laughs> we would hide them around. And someone, it was pretty much just a complicated game of tag. Yeah. Somebody was it. And if you were it, you were Slenderman. And mm-hmm. you were just trying to tag everyone. And if you tag someone, they became a Slenderman proxy. So you kind of got more and more. It was like zombie tag. Okay. Pretty much. We just were weird. Like, the girls <laughs> we just were weird. The, the girls drew those same pictures at the same age oh. as us. Like, they were into that same stuff. It just took a very dark Are y'all turn. the girls that murdered your friend? I'm glad we didn't. Am I'm I in the wrong room? Adam, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> like, we did that shit. It's so weird that, that 
but we were still childish about it. We yeah. turned it into a game of tag mm-hmm. and like read scary stories around bedtime. We stayed up too late and scared ourselves around bedtime. At the same age, they took the same stories and same like creepy drawings and tried to kill somebody. They're a good <sighs> friend. It's so weird that that could happen like that. I don't like thinking about it in the context that you're putting it into. I hate that's the All whole, in all, this girls thing, are mean. Girls are <laughs> dramatic and mean. That's the name of this episode. We have two names now. That happens every episode. Fair enough. <laughs> Dude, I hate that. I hate Scary that so noodles. much. Scary noodles are, are a trip and a half. I... Dude... The fact that y'all liked Slenderman is now freaking me out. I need to see what this girl looks like. What's her name? Peyton. Peyton what? Oh, I have it. Look up, like, Slenderman murder. Yeah, if you look up the Slenderman stabbing, Peyton, it'll pop up. It's called the Slenderman stabbing. I don't like seeing the picture of it. The the creepypasta, the the wiki, Mm -hmm. was banned in the school system of Wisconsin because of this case. Damn. I think just in the area. Like, not all of Wisconsin, but in, like, how we have parishes, whatever, counties, and everywhere else. The county. It was, Mm -hmm. it was banned in. Damn. Imagine going to that school. Like, imagine being in, like, the same middle school as them. And watching the case on television, if you were allowed to, because most 12-year-olds aren't even allowed to watch the news. No. And I remember when it, I remember when it happened. I remember like reading our the parents, articles. Like, my parents were freaked the fuck out. Yeah, because we were playing Slenderman tag. Yeah. They were like, "Wait a second, you're not allowed to read that anymore." Yeah, you can't play those games anymore. And I remember too, because my dad was like, "Yeah, you can't do that anymore, whatever." And I was like, "Well, why?" And he was like, "Well, some girl just got killed because of it." And I remember thinking, "Ah, yes, that is the typical over exaggeration." That my parents do because they don't want me to do something. So they're going to tell me that someone died because of this internet content that I like because they don't want me to watch it. And I didn't take it seriously until years later when and I learned, like, no, no, she was almost killed. The, there was actually this this has been used in, like, you know how there's always that big argument of, like, video games are causing violence? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, like, started attacking Creepypasta after this. And the uh, there was one lady, I forget her name, but specifically said this story. It depends on who, like, these stories reach, but these stories aren't anywhere. Like, they're the same as reading vampire and zombie yeah. books as a kid. It's just you have to... You have to be there and see how kids are responding to it. They yeah. can't be let alone into the woods with a knife, <laughs> you know? And it's also, like, people who consume that kind of content, it's not because you like the violence. Like, you're not sitting there, like, ah, yes, stabs. Like, like the adrenaline rush of the horror game. Well, that or... is morbid curiosity. It's what this podcast is literally built around. It's, like, it, it's interesting because it's it's so, so absurd that you that. Would, it wouldn't happen and it's so fundamentally against what we're taught to enjoy like and our instincts it, you, yeah it, you don't why would you read about it's the same concept as like being interested in serial killers only mine are fictional yeah. you know like and a lot of the story like jeff the killer like i don't know if you remember that story i do he cut his fucking eyelids off dude 
He burned his eyelids off and his skin turned bleach white. Like it was just so <laughs> it's abs- it's it's like it's absurd. It's not possible. You wouldn't think it would happen ever. But it, some people just had the the writing okay? talent too. His eyelids? Yeah. Google Jeff the Killer. He ain't got eyelids. He looks stupid, but it's such this an edited picture. Noodle. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. His little picture popped up when I typed in Jeff I saw it. He's he a very famous like that thing that, that rides on the bike with the red. Jigsaw? He does look like Jigsaw. But, like, it's such a bad story. It's not yeah. even that if good. If you go back, even, like, I love Tiki Toby. If mm-hmm. you go back and read it, it's just kind of like, okay. It's a self-insert fan fiction. Yeah. It's just... It, they're they're good stories and they were so fun to read growing up yeah. and it like it was like just reading a scary book from the library though is yeah. that how I took it and we we played it, the video games because they were fun video games but I never thought anything of it you know yeah and like my sister was allowed to like horror movies you know so like why, why is that I different read little horror stories but it's like I feel like people because people take it out of fucking context. People are like, ah, yes, Slenderman. I'm gonna go murder my friend in the woods. I remember it's, being like not allowed to watch horror movies, not because of that, but because like my mom knew I wouldn't sleep at night. True. Not because exactly. of shit like, oh, you're gonna turn into one of them. <laughs> or, yeah. You know. But that, why is that so different? Because I wasn't allowed to watch horror. That movies must have for been what? the one that did the stabbing. Did y'all see that crazy looking bitch? Hold on, let me pause the video. They just showed a picture. Okay, of all three of them. See, she's so cute. That one? Was that the one that did the stabbing? Had to be. I don't know. I, don't I really can't tell which one is which. I just remember their, the, the pictures this of them in the court. This is the one that got stabbed. See, oh, my, bet's, pictures. Let me look at those. my bet's the one in the middle. She looks so disconnected. She, The one in the middle looks like the one that would like do whatever you tell her to do. Maybe. In my opinion. Let's see. Damn. We have to, to say goodbye. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, we should, this episode is going to be real long. Yeah, but that's okay. It's a special one. Yeah, it's th- we didn't even introduce it very well, but it's episode 10. It's double digits. Yeah, we, we, we said it was 10. We just yeah, didn't say wrong. why we would. I was right. Instinct, baby. What a fucking psychopath. They, they, oh my god. They both look creepy. I need to stop. I'm going to see them in my fucking dreams. They look like they're eight years old. <laughs> well, they were 12. It really puts in the perspective, though, like how little they yeah. are. And all these photos, she's like. <laughs> but yeah. Episode 10. What did you think of the stories, Aaron? I'm as our guest. Sleep. Oh. <laughs> Good shit. <laughs> <laughs> you to get scared. Thank you for supporting the podcast for so long, too. Yeah. You've been listening literally since ever, day ever. one. Yes. You had to listen to and me talk about it at work, too. You got all the oh. shout-outs. True. You, you I love them. We didn't even have to name-drop you this time because you were here. I'll be back. Yeah? <laughs> even though we kept you here until one in the morning. I don't give a fuck. You have work tomorrow. So? Big girl job. I have work tomorrow. I do not. It's Tuesday. Yeah. What time do you work? It's like four o'clock. That's not bad. Something crazy. Where do you work? I walk dogs. And look uh, for you my dad. do. Do you have a golden retriever yet? No. <laughs> I the, the, the dog I walk now. I just got him. He's half golden retriever, half Pyrenees. Is Pyrenees. that the one you showed me? Uh no, that was duck. 
the last time I was here. Yeah. I have a picture of the of Deuce now. Duck and Deuce. <laughs> Deuce. Oh, he's sweetie. He's old. Oh, I love him. He looks like a golden. Yeah, he's like a tall golden retriever is how I describe him. He's just slightly taller than the golden retrievers I've met. Mojito. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say this was a pretty successful episode. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a lot. Even it was fun having had... another person here. Yeah, it changed it up a little bit. Yeah, gave me two people to look at. I'll be back on episode. Name a number and you're committing to it. 20. Oh, this okay. Is 10? This yeah. is 10. Yes, 20. Okay. I can get behind that. I'm down. If I have to do another... 15 if y'all feeling it. 15 was going to be our garbage disposal episode. Maybe. Yeah. That might be fun. Because when you're 15, you're a garbage disposal. Okay. <laughs> Let's do the fork in the garbage disposal. We kept seeing that one ring, day at ding, school. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. We have to sign off. Big yeah. titty bitch sit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Uh, follow us on everything. Uh, Good night. Bye. Bye. Adios. I'm leaving that.